Fooling Podcast fooling you into thinking it's about movies because you're all a bunch of big, stupid idiots. Uh, I mean, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Hey! My name's Andy. With me, as always, the biggest, stupid idiot of them all, Muller. It's the return of the mall, and uh, I'm here to stay. Living up to the title. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. With us as well, fooling you into his bedroom, mm-hmm. Brayden. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us today, fooling his way back onto the podcast, Richard. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, so as you all, I'm sure, recall, Richard joined us for the infamous Saw's Giving episode where you, he tried to figure out what the hell we were talking about. You, <laughs> Still confused. <laughs> you will recall, uh, of course you would have to recall... I forgot entirely. I had no idea when you were on, so I expect our audience to do much better. Uh, <laughs> so just, you know, as a little initiation for those that don't uh, quite, or maybe didn't catch the episode, I don't quite remember. Here's a little story from uh, my youth and growing up with Richard. Uh, I remember there was a period uh, after high school, shortly after high school, or maybe during high school, anyway, where you didn't have a job and you also weren't going to high school with us. <laughs> Yeah. And you were desperate and would do pretty much anything <laughs> for money that was typically spent on booze. Yes. Usually very cheap booze. 40s. Specifically a 40 mm. ounce of... Uh, Old Colt, English or Colt 45. Colt 45. remember we were hanging out at my brother's house, and, uh, and he wanted you to drink with him, but of course he didn't have money. And he's like, okay, if I, I'll buy you a 40 and so we can drink and party and whatever, have fun tonight. And you're like, cool, cool, whatever. So, like He just did this out of the goodness of his own heart. I don't think he asked anything of you. So he goes out, buys the 40, or yeah, the 40 of Colt 45, which I'm, I'm told is just basically monkey piss. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's horrible. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and then when you got it, you, were, you said to him, you said, no, you know what? I'm hanging out with my girlfriend tomorrow, and I should save this so I can get drunk with her tomorrow. <laughs> just complete shit and There's more to the story, but I'm not yeah. done. But no, that, whatever. that's right. That's right. But it never made it that far. <laughs> yes, you recall the story I'm leading toward. Yeah. So you completely nagged out of uh, actually drinking with my brother, which was the only reason he bought it for you to begin with. And then the next morning... Uh, we went, we went back over to my brother's house again. Just, I, I don't remember what reason. Yeah, I hadn't been ago. home yet. Uh, and you had like this big, ridiculous trench coat Always. at the time that you were wearing with like, you know, like the inside pockets or whatever. And we're walking up my brother's driveway <laughs> and he had the Colt 45 in his hands, kind of caressing it, yeah, jokingly, it. like it was yeah. a baby. Well, I had to get it all the way like to the next day. And then you went to slip it back into your, <laughs> your big trench coat pocket, just slipped, missed the pocket. Like I think you went to like, <laughs> yeah. like really whip it into your, <laughs> yeah. your, your trench coat, missed the pocket entirely, smashes all over the ground. And then I just remember you throwing your hands up in the air and going, And and my brother hears us as we're approaching his drive, like his house from the attic of the house. It was too funny. Another that is awesome. Yeah, it was supposed to get me laid. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Richard. Classic Richard. So that's who you're dealing with today on the podcast. (laughs) You getting laid these days, Richard? Uh, no, unfortunately. (laughs) It's all right. One day it'll happen again. It uh, happens to the most of us. <laughs> so, guys, I've uh, had this reoccurring dream that I had again last night. Oh, that's a great topic. People love hearing about people's and dreams. 
It's very frightening. <laughs> so the dream is, I've only had, I guess it's recurring. I've, I've had like two or three times. I'm in, my, I'm in my grandparents' house. My uncle's there for some reason. And he but your had, grandma's not he there? Had, she, no, she was there. Okay. And he has a pet lion. And this lion... Your just, grandma has a pet lion? My uncle. Oh. My uncle's at my grandma's with his pet lion. Uh-huh. And then the lion just chases me around the house. And then I hide, I hide in a room, and I scream. And then eventually it goes away, and then uh, everyone's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, this lion just tried to kill me, and no one cares. Is this sounds that, just like every dream then, story I've no, ever heard. No, and then, <laughs> and then my grandma sat down. She, she started asking me about baby boomers. <laughs> Because she listened to our podcast. Dreams getting better. And, yeah, and she 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 seemed offended, and my uncle was there, and I was like, oh, she, in, in the dream, I'm like, oh no, my uncle listens to the podcast. He's a baby boomer. He's mad at me. And then they started like grilling me about baby boomers and like how rude how rude we are. And anyway, I, I woke up I woke up thinking, man, my family hates me. And then I was like, oh wait, that was just my dream, Granny. So I'm happened, okay. What happened with the lion? Where did he it, go? It, I th- I think when everyone showed up, it was just like, oh hey, it's Mr. Lion. He's yeah. just like just nice guy. And I'm like. He, he's a real jerk when no one else is around. <laughs> Tell me more about... <laughs> this sounds like a weird... It sounds like you're haunted by your own guilt. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it sounds like a weird manifestation of some, like, your uncle molesting you. Now <laughs> he's a lion in the dream chasing you around the house. Yeah. And I then when, when everyone else is around, he's really nice all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me more about your dream granny. Dream granny? Uh, I don't... I don't She's see got long hair... Saggy to boobs. Mother, why are you touching yourself? Like that? <laughs> Can't help it. So, what you re- which which part of this dream is reoccurring? Just that whole the lion, the lion. This lion chases me through A these lion. dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the that's the molesting uncle. It's weird that's for sure. <laughs> Sometimes he's got wings and stuff, and he talks. Sometimes he has a giant mushroom. Uh, <laughs> He's just cooking with <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. Funny Whole though, mushrooms. It is funny, though, that you mentioned it. I have thought, like, the last few weeks since we started this Baby Boomer segment, like, man, if my parents ever listen to this, they're going to yeah, hate the shit out of me. Luckily, never, never going to. luckily Baby Boomers yeah. won't, don't know how to operate that podcasts. I'm, right. bank, I'm banking pretty hard on that. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, uh, I, I, definitely, I definitely am banking hard on that. So I want to get from, from either of you, what are your thoughts on the idea of tradition? And when I just say that as a general concept, I'm not going to be more specific about it. What's the first, like a word game? I, Pizza, I, I just think of holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas and whatever. Those are the, that, that's the easy go-to image of a tradition. What do you think about when you think of tradition? Comfort Richard? food. Comfort so food? Thanksgiving. Not, not even necessarily the food itself, but the tradition providing uh, comfort. Um, I don't know, family playing Risk. What the hell are you getting at here, bro? I have a feeling we didn't tap into exactly what you wanted us to say. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. No, no, you tapped into it. It's okay. totally fine. So Thanksgiving. Tradition used to mean something in our society. Okay. Sounds like a real it, old man rant. It it used to mean something. And let me tell you about a very specific tradition. Kids nowadays. Um, Muller's the youngest one of us all, by the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you about a very specific tradition. Um, I have a friend named Vince, and he's kind of one of those biker looking dudes right like he's got a big beard he looks like he's kind of like a a rough and uh tumble guy and uh traditionally you would look at a guy like that and you'd be like oh man this guy is some sort of biker gang guy or something like that like he you know you don't want to mess with that guy he's gonna really mess you up uh and but today if you look at a guy like that your very first thought is 
oh, I bet you that guy's a real sweet guy at heart. You know, he's just got a rough exterior and he's probably a really nice guy. That's the very first thought that anybody has when they see like some rough looking biker dude. You're totally what? off base on that. That No, that that's, it's, dude, it's a cliche at this point to be like, oh, he looks rough, but I bet you he's really nice at heart. Yeah, you know, people are leaning into the irony of it. What do you mean? Well, it's ironic that he looks tough, so he's right. going to be sweet. Right, but people, yeah, so people fully expect it. And I think, like, the same, same thing uh, with Andy. I mean, and Vince is actually is, is that, by the way. Oh, he's, a, he's actually a really nice guy or whatever. And I think Andy has a very similar thing where it's like, oh, he looks like this rough metal dude. Well, dude, that, uh, that's, a, that's like a, a thing in metal culture, period, where people, a lot of people assume metalheads are like these angsty, angry people. And then they're like, oh, when I get to know them, like you're all like pretty laid back and nice guys. Like it's a very common misconception. Yeah. That's the cliche now is that, so the problem now is that people just expect that to happen. I don't think so. What happened to the tradition of expecting an angry looking guy to be an angry guy? Well, it's just you want to bring it, that back. Yeah, we have to bring that back. <laughs> well, like, start, I mean, it's just that, like looking <laughs> bad and doing bad shit. <laughs> like tattoos and more taboo things just became normalized. Like back in the day, people considered Rush satanic. Like Rush, it's Rush bullshit, man. But then you know, enough time spent with Rush realized like, oh, they're just a bunch of nerds who wrote technical music. So now the rough guys in our society are like a bunch of white collar bankers. Like, oh, you better worry about those bankers. Like they'll really screw you up. For like, what what happened to? I'm a banker. What happened to? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> to, to 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 biker dudes being rough and and beating you up for looking at them wrong. This does remind me of a, a thing I saw on Facebook recently. This is going to sound like a tangent, but it's going somewhere. I promise. Uh, someone posted. A, do you remember that movie Training Day with uh, yes. Denzel Washington? And everyone seen it? There? I never saw and it. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Denzel Washington. He's like a, a bad, dirty cop, getting his hands in all sorts of drug money and all that. And then Ethan Hawke shows up for his training days. The new co- like rookie cop wants to prove himself. But, you know, uh, Denzel Washington doesn't want him fucking up his whole dirty cop stuff. So he takes him to, like, this notorious, like, crime house just as, like, a, just to go talk to some people and then abandons him there and, like, just with, like, these drug kingpins Yeah, or they're going to kill him. Yeah, like, I think they're, like, Latino or Mexican or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so someone posted on my Facebook a picture of, like, one of the Latino guys in this gang. Like, I think not knowing what movie or whatever it was. They were a boomer, by the way. Um <laughs> And had like, because he has like crazy tattoos and whatever in the movie. And it said it was a, it was a picture like just like what you're talking about. It shows a picture, just a screenshot from this movie of this like gangster tattoo looking dude with no context of the movie, and says like, oh, you know, sometimes uh, the people who look the hardest with the most tattoos are actually the, the nicest. And yeah, that's all it said. yeah, this in, is in, exactly in, like, what I'm talking about. In like big about. meme font. But the thing I that think that character the, the, tried to saw <laughs> his head off or something. <laughs> the, the, person, the person who posted this didn't realize that in the very next scene, that character takes our protagonist and like throws his head into the bathtub yeah, with the intention of blowing the brains out yeah, with, with a shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the exact <laughs> opposite of what they're trying to say. <laughs> I just saw that and I chuckled. I'm like, you fucking boomers. God damn it. This is the this is what you can do to fix this problem. Next time you see a guy who looks like Andy with a rough beard, just assume a- they're a piece of shit and <laughs> treat them like is that. Is this a problem? I, I think it's a problem. People Why? are too accepting. Why, Why is it? Yeah, a there we go. Too too accepting. Richard's nailed it. <laughs> it's not. I, so everyone should just sarcastic. look like a huge pussy like you do wearing your, your gay gym clothes here? Yeah, you're <laughs> way too fuzzy. Your <laughs> <laughs> shoes are just looking fuzzy. Too yeah, casual. I can go, go running so that way I can run away from all these evil uh, biker guys. Mm. I'm prepared to take action on this. Uh, so I found out yesterday, Friday, uh, my boss... 
uh, who's actually a few years younger than me, knew me in high school. He recognized me from high school, and okay. he was afraid of me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I knew you almost in high school. I don't yeah, know. You were same you were, look. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like he just looked like a like a nerd, like with like a, you had some purple hair or I something had, like that. I think I had when he saw me. I had the mohawk. Yeah, either green or purple. Kind of a typical punk looking trench guy. coat and uh, uh, bandana. But really skinny and lanky. I think that's a really important. Every high school student it was who's not fat. It was probably the trench coat. He probably thought you were going to fucking shoot up yeah. the school or something. Absolutely. <laughs> this guy's an incel. We could better watch So you want to go him. back to that time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we better go back to that time. Um, so we have these billboards that have been up uh, on our highway for, I don't know, Ever since I can remember, and they always had this really horrid looking looking picture of this lady, and and they're these uh, these anti-abortion yeah, uh, billboards, those, yeah. right? Always. So they've replaced them with some pretty some pretty nice billboards, and the billboard shows this image of a kid, and it says ninety percent of Down's babies are aborted. Okay. Congratulations. Congratulations. We did it. We did it. <laughs> it's totally unclear as to whether this is an announcement of achievement <laughs> or, or like a public, like, or, or actually yeah. an anti-abortion message. Yeah. I have to have a laugh <laughs> a at, at, at the people who put like a big billboard up like that thinking they're really convincing anyone. But nobody <laughs> like, understands. Well, I don't think they're making an argument. Like, I think they're, I mean, I think they're just then trying. what's the point? Well, I think they're just weird... trying to make it clear to people like what, what's going on. Yeah, like it's like any public service announcement. They're not meant to be but this definitive is, arguments. This is a billboard just, on. This isn't down like a regular road. This is on the highway. Like you're whizzing past this thing pretty quick. Oh, like, I, I've seen. I know it. I've seen it. I'm just saying. It's I don't very think, legible. I don't think a lot of people are, are taking it into huge consideration. Like abortion is one of those topics where on both ends people are very, very staunch in their beliefs. So I, I think a billboard's not going to change that. But you could just say that about a billboard and uh, anything. But the billboard doesn't make a point for either side. If it's just yeah, it is. Ninety percent of Down's Down babies are babies aborted. Are aborted. It's just like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> if I didn't, like, if they didn't have these previous billboards where the message was clearer, I would totally be like, oh, this is like a liberal. Oh, we almost thing. got them I all. Mean, we almost got them all. <laughs> I mean, you follow down the road, and it's in between like a mattress billboard and like a cheeseburger. So this is the, this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of like head don't be headspace they're trying to tap into. Just people that are looking to buy a cheeseburger. Listen, nobody's going to buy a cheeseburger based on a billboard. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to make the full. Uh, transition yeah. you're, so, you're, so it's worthless no for, point in even putting billboards you're up. forgetting uh, in your list of billboards it's the the, the middle-aged uh divorced mom realtor uh <laughs> billboards yeah. career change i'm just gonna be a realtor everyone's a realtor now it, there's a lot of retail, realtors <laughs> around here um i actually do think it's a bit of a shame by the way i don't know if you've ever hung out with like any down syndrome people but they're awesome yeah, yeah, they're awesome. They, they are, are the yeah. greatest people to be around. Like you, if you are like, if you're gonna shoot up a school or something because you're an incel, like just go I'm hang listening. out. Just go hang out with some Down syndrome people, and you will your attitude towards life will change inherently from from a dark view of life to like, oh man, like the world's a great place. Look at look at these guys. They're uh, awesome. I have mixed feelings on it. I could see where it yeah. might be. A, I don't want to say traumatic, but a very difficult thing for people to deal with. And, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're right for necessarily aborting a down <laughs> or anything like that, but I understand that their feelings on it might be very complicated. On one hand, you know, they uh, they brighten up your life. On the other hand, uh, my mixed feelings, maybe I should just shoot them in the head. You know, it's hard to say. <laughs> wow. Um, they, 
<laughs> are still people, so some of them are still assholes. <laughs> Down syndrome. People? Yeah, that, that that's that's how they can make that billboard. Uh, if you want the liberal messages, ninety percent of the asshole Down syndrome kids were aborted. <laughs> we none of them. none of the good ones, though. Then I'd be on board. I'd be oh, all right. I get it. None, none of the good ones, though. So, um, I have one other point before I get into our uh, into our main. Uh, Is it about autistic kids now? <laughs> no, I. Uh, it's just along our continuing thread of uh, society has made you this way, uh, which is... It, oh, you always blame society, you're Michael. <laughs> My blame is society. That's because society made me this way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so, uh, so what, what, what trans topic do you have for us? This yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Jordan I, Peterson Jr. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw, uh, yeah, you know, it's it a postmodernist neo-Marxist types. Uh, so I saw, I saw people talking about, I think it was a blog post again, or one of these dumb explainer articles saying that um, society tells us this about gray hair. So it tells us that hmm? women with gray hair... Like they're starting to age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, it's just a social construct that gray hair means is for old people. You know, it, it could be just as much for young people. Uh, it's all a social construct. Well, Are you being sarcastic right now? I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You can't tell nowadays. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. tell. That's, uh, I think that, um, I think well, that internet forum, to... Not the Onion, becomes really relevant where it's just real news stories, but it sounds like an Onion yeah. uh, satire. So are they, are they just trying to point out that sometimes people in their 30s start to get gray hair sometimes? Yeah, because like... they're old. So this, no, that's just me satirizing them. Um, okay. The specific thing they're saying is that, it, that gray hair is sexist uh, because... Uh, you assume that a, wom a woman with gray hair is unattractive or mean or, or, you know, like a witch. Witches always have gray hair in movies. Um, or they're letting themselves go. But if a man has gray hair, they're wise and attractive. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> say, I just... So, I sorry, well, what are, they, what are they trying to say about, like, assuming that it is attractive? Like, it's not like, it's not like there's this this board of what's acceptable to find attractive. We all have to consult it before we decide like, oh yes, I find that attractive. This is more that I think generally speaking, uh, women probably have a tendency to find older, like guys in their 40s and 50s more attractive than 20, like some 25 year old shithead. And it's kind of the reverse. Like it's yeah. not like this, this, this is what is attractive. Consult the board. It's just like ah, people have this tendency <laughs> so, to find these things attractive. So my Oma and Opa, my, my Opa, uh, you know, bless really his soul. High. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, he's probably like five or six older years older than my Oma. Uh, I thought you were about to say than me. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know what? The only reason that he was older than her and they got married uh, is because society he was born before her. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> because society told him that that. What? You you need to be attracted to to a, a younger woman, and the younger woman should be attracted to society an older man. Society has really fucked you up, man. Yeah, society <laughs> society told them that. It's not just that they're just biologically like that. It's yeah. society that told them that. No, it's because a younger woman has a, a nicer tuchus. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm assuming if we're talking from a <laughs> from a biological perspective. 
I'm assuming it's because like women's eggs don't last as long. Like you Jesus, can have, man. you can have a 50. <laughs> well, I mean like I work with uh, fertility clients and it's like the number one reason that women, you know, the families, mm-hmm. they have to go get a surrogate to have their baby for them because the woman is too it's a old. a man with a child. Don't Once you start hitting well. mid thirties, it gets rushed yeah. into something. And it's, yeah. and, and yeah. it's, that's like 80% of the time. So as opposed to the reverse where it's like the man, his sperm is too old. Like that rarely happens Dude, in comparison yeah, to the like other way Yeah, there's like men who have like a kid in like their fifties yeah. to, or guys who can, are able to have a kid in their 50s to 70s yeah it's like yeah it's like it's one of the the harder shittier things about being a woman is that you kind of have to have your life in line a lot quicker if, yeah if, no if, that's assuming, a misconception assuming that it's not a misconception a kid, at all what do you mean this well is we're a, not gonna look it up right now but uh this is well a, no i'm more interested in what you this, think this than what the facts that women are. who are in their late 30s to 40s have a much much harder time having a child is not, it's a misconception. What do you mean? Okay, what's the misconception? So a lot of women believe that they need to have a baby before late 30s to 40s. Otherwise it gets more difficult or that they'll have like a Down syndrome baby. And you'll I don't know anything about the it. Down syndrome baby, but I know, I know for sure that between 33 and 38, your eggs don't work as well. They, you're, they start declining. Okay. Yeah, that's just that, scientifically that, proven. Yeah, that's a biological like that's a biological fact. Real movies, real men, <laughs> all <laughs> women. I remember just seeing. I don't have much to talk about this because I don't think it's that funny of a topic. But uh, I do remember seeing on Facebook someone posting some uh, like a college humor video with that like Adam ruins everything. Dude. Yeah, that's that the guy one with I'm the douchebag haircut. On. And then his name I is saw, Adam. Duh. <laughs> saw, Whatever his name is. It was some. It was some mom posting. It's like somewhere mid thirties. Mom posting. Already skeptical. Saying here. like, like, oh yeah. Well, why do I? Our doctors tell us otherwise. And I, I just went there and I said, well, you know, doctors don't require the same rigid amount of education <sighs> as guys who make videos for college humor. Do. Okay, but no, I, I'm. Your doctor's just lying to you. <laughs> yeah, right. The gender stereotype. Because yeah, because the yeah. doctor has a political agenda and not you. It's not based <laughs> on like. 10 plus years of medical degree. So I want to know shit. why you think that's a misconception, though. Adam ruins everything. <laughs> so, so Adam... Okay. <laughs> okay, well, okay. What, the, the, the distinction that I wanted to point out is that there was a bunch of other moms who commented on this saying like, oh yeah, why did my doctor tell me this? Yeah, my doctor told me this. Because he's a fucking doctor. He's not just some guy on YouTube. <laughs> like, he's not some shithead like me just talking smack on his podcast. Like He's a doctor. Like He went to school for this. He's probably like, like super... like. OCD, I don't want to say OCD, but just very like borderline autistic in it and how he handles details and he was able to use that ability and, and become a doctor, which is something that most of us can't do. I mean, he's not an artist. Like, he's a doctor. He's, he's mostly saying, focused on th- studies and science. You're and trusting stuff. that woman too much to believe that a doctor actually told her shit. I'm tra- I, this was several women. Are you oh, saying we shouldn't trust wrong. women? You horrible <laughs> sexist? You shouldn't believe <laughs> Listen, I thought that you were a progressive guy. Guys on the internet. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry, I'm, society I'm tells you that you should not worry about having kids long. at an earlier age. That's just a patriarchal construct. Oh, uh, just wait till you're 50. Your eggs will work just as good as when you were 25. I guess I'm an asshole for, for, for <laughs> Sorry, saying that. Sorry, this started that with fact. you saying that you're attracted to old ladies, or 
No, I what? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I would never be attracted to an old lady. Women with gray hair are unattractive or mean or letting themselves go. I heard they're witches. Yeah, I, I, they're just like witches. <laughs> or they're or they're old. Don't judge them on their hair. So do you think judge that, them on their tuckus? Do you think that dudes with gray hair are discriminating against women with gray hair? No, no. Uh, what? No. What's that? I don't know. I don't know. Where, where, are you, where are you going with this? Oh, I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm okay. asking. <laughs> it's, a, it's a genuine question. I think it's people trying to make a clickbait like headline out of just people's normal, like biological reactions to things. Like you can't really help what you're attracted to. Like society I, tells children that their brains aren't fully developed before they're 25, but we know that that's just a part of the patriarchy. That that's just uh, that's ageist against young people. Society tells children that they uh, that if you're 12 years old, you have to be in middle school and not in college. That's uh, just a it's just a lie from the patriarchy. I can never tell if you're being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, that's not, who that's, can? that's the Mueller way. So you guys want to get to some movies here? Oh, yes. I would love movies. to. <laughs> okay, so my most hated movie ever, ever of the week. Is it? Dark Souls yeah. 3! <laughs> Dark Souls! Dark Souls. You may so, not have heard of this movie before. Yes. It actually is a movie called Dark Souls. Oh, wow, really? really? Yeah, some like uh, Norwegian horror film. Oh, awesome. What, what, what year is it come out, coming out? Uh, 2011. Uh, not to be confused with the 2011 movie <laughs> Dark Souls. Yeah, sorry guys. Yeah. The Norwegian film, horror film. So I had the pleasure of playing this game last night for way, 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 way too long. About three hours or so? We Ooh. sat down on Muller's lovely couch. I was, so we made a plan to lovely. make you play this game. And I was shocked at how long you ended up playing it. There was a because party you liked happening. it so much by the end. Around wow. you. Party you stop well, like, what? Seven people? Yeah, not even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe seven people. Including the four here, so three extra people. <laughs> it's a party. Yeah. A, it was a party. I sat down on the couch, and a controller was put into my hand, and I was forced to play this game. It, uh, anyway. This movie. This movie. I was forced no, no, to play this movie. We can't make that joke, because there's really not a lot of movies in it. So where do we start even with this? Like well, your first it was impression. My first impression. It's your most hated. You, you, you know, what you was your first impression? Why do you even hate it? I, You're bringing it in. I was pretty bored for most of it. Uh-huh. Um, it's well, the first when you first start the game, you could spend we the very first time we played a Dark Souls game. I think we spent like two hours in the menu just customizing our character because <laughs> that's uh, the f- best part of the game. Yeah, so I, I I'm creating a character and already Muller, no, yeah. don't do that guy. No, you can't do this. Yeah. So I'm like, you're already ruining my my experience. Although Muller, having played the game, probably saved me some frustration. <laughs> Well, uh, so I've, I've noticed a thing with this game in the past with you, Muller, with Dark Souls, uh, is I've seen you trying to get a few people, myself included, into it, and you always sit them down and try and make them do very particular yeah. things, like, no, nah, you got to play it this way, you got to yeah. play it this way, you got to play this way, and try and guide them into, I think, probably the experience that you had, uh, but being like such this, like an RPG style, very open, like you can go in whatever. Yeah, why don't we should say direction. what this is at some point? <laughs> uh, what, 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 an RPG action adventure yeah, video I don't game. Even... It's not a movie, people. Sorry. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just it's very it's, like a, it's a very difficult action adventure. I think everybody RPG. knows what a Souls game is at this point. I don't know. Maybe there's some baby boomers listening. Uh, your <laughs> uncle, Uncle Leo, <laughs> Uncle Leo might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny how you say that, Andy, because 
yeah, there's a very particular way, Muller, you want to do it. And it's like we're all sitting down at Chongqing. And you're like, no, you got to order this. Yeah, you, you got to order chow mein when you, you go to a Chinese food to experience it the way you think we should experience <laughs> it. It's oddly it. similar to that. Yeah. I never thought about that similarity. Yeah, it's like uh, when there's a lot of choices, you uh, make the wrong choices and things are harder. It teaches you something about life, which is what Dark Souls does. But you're taking your subjective experience. This is the exact same as the, our food discussion. <laughs> it really <laughs> your, is. Your subjective experience and trying to say, Anna, you'll enjoy it more if you play it like this. But I, like, I know Braden as a very... Uh, as a very different kind of interest in video games that, that you do. Like, Brian, you don't play much of modern like, no, big not blockbuster games. Like, you're mostly... I'm mostly on my yeah. Super Nintendo. Okay, so there's a bunch of different characters that you can choose at the beginning of the game. Too many. And, uh, you know... They're classes, It's really. just very... Yeah, it's very much like a typical RPG. You have, like, your warrior-style classes who are more focused on, you know, being strong and uh, whatnot. And then you have, like, your magic-styled guys who are focused on doing magic. And there's a few different types of them and then like you're more of your quick guys who are like you know using quick weapons like little skinny swords uh, and then you have a class at the very end that's for hardcore players that's the worst character ever and he's just a big waste of skin but he was funny to look at yeah he's funny he to look funny. at oh, yeah. so the scrotum guy yeah, yeah. he's he <laughs> skin was all scrotumy <laughs> he's so he's just put there for people who've beaten the game like 20 times and they're like okay I'm gonna try beating this game with the worst character ever because uh, you know, you can just you can beat it just purely on skill. And Braden goes, "Oh, this guy looks funny. I'll just choose him." <laughs> it's like, "Hey, why don't you do not choose that guy? Because you're not even going to make it past the first like five minutes of this game if you choose that as a complete new player." That, that, probably no, it's, just this, it's just this very specific experience that I'm trying to put you into uh, by no, like, trying no, to get no, you to no, avoid no, no, the double hard mode on our already hard you're game. You're underselling what you were doing because I'm with you on guy on steering him away from that. Like that's like if you chose anything else, hard. it probably would have been fine, but I just thought, if you're only going to play it for three hours, why not choose a guy who's going to be already pretty good? That's this fair, isn't... but I came in at one point, and you were literally going, okay, now turn left. Yes, okay, now that's turn right. What I'm talking Jump about. down there. Uh, I was looking at Brayden, I'm like, you're just interpreting. He's just, he's using the controller <laughs> yeah. with his voice. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The beginning, you know, guiding him away from what's essentially the extra extreme hard mode for hardcore like fans of the game. That makes sense. I, I'll, I, I will credit you for uh, making the right decision there. But yeah, from then on, it was just like, yeah, yeah, you gotta, like, don't fight this guy. Just run past this guy. And then, then yeah, turn left. No, 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 no turn Roll around down and go down there. It's just like, Not in a game that's very, that's very open as to what direction you're supposed to go. So people tend to play it in very different ways. I mean, ways. I will concede that I have been speed running the game a little bit. Uh, uh -huh. Too much, so uh, so I've kind of figured out how to avoid all any uh, any offshoots or I just I just go through the game without killing very many. Yeah, people you wouldn't want to enjoy the game you're playing. Right? No, <laughs> yeah, well, so, like, I've already I've already put 500 hours into it, so, so it's like you know now you try a new challenge. Already, I can like I can see like one of the things I don't like about this game. I, as people should know, I I don't care for this game. I like particularly hard games, but there's something about this game which I'm sure we'll get more into that I just don't care for. But already, right from the get go. You're looking at that character creation screen, and you're looking at all these different, like, there's like, what, eight, nine different classes somewhere around there? Something and then you got, there's like, I'm just going to prattle off a few of what I remember off the top of my head, but there's like knight and warrior and something else Thief. that was, it was like a herald. A, her, a herald. And all three of those things were basically the exact same thing. That was like the, sol that was <laughs> the soldier much. class. And then there was a thief and an assassin. Okay, so that's the exact same too. And then there was a sorcerer and a pyromancer. I know that's a bit more specific because you're getting into fire, but that's basically the same class as well too. And then there was a cleric, some religious dude. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't get what that the, almost, yeah, the cleric... That could almost get into the sorcerer territory, too, if there is magic ability. He, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, well so there's already just already you got like nine different classes. This needs some concision. This is actually a big thing I think about this game is it could use some concision. Like, narrow that down to four. It's, a, it's getting well, lost in the weeds in that most people... <laughs> If they want to play as more as a herald than a warrior, if they just chose a soldier class, they would probably be able to play so, exactly how so they want. So, Brayden, what did you choose and why? I don't remember which one <laughs> I chose. <laughs> warrior? Was it Warrior? Uh, I think so. Okay. Uh, I chose it because <laughs> under Muller's advice. He told you to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I... I, I, it's kind of intricate to get into. I, it's like it's very hard for me to know. I would just say that there would have to be at least seven, because there'd have to be two warrior ones. Why two warrior ones? Because uh, you need you'd need one for the warrior, like so for strength. So already you could cut cut out one. You, you need you need one saying. for you'd need one for strength. Yeah, I'm not saying you couldn't cut any. Okay. You need Fair one enough. for the dex dexterity, so the fast character, those oh. fast <laughs> nimble sto- swords. But so I think strength if you're is heavy, for like big more swords. Of like a soldier dude who isn't based heavily on the magic or healing yeah, or yeah, sneaking. Yeah. Just choose the soldier dude and then put the rest of your upgraded stats into strength or dexterity, depending on when you're going. It's like you don't need to have a whole separate class for that. I'm just saying, it could, this isn't like a major gripe in the game because this doesn't ruin the experience. Right. But there's some cons- immediately from the get go, I'm looking at this and I'm like, what, why am I staring at so much crap? Hey, on no, the nobody, nobody's going to argue that there's not a, high, a, a big learning curve for the first hour or two of this, this game. Is, I'm talking about the menu <laughs> screen, by the way. I'm not talking about the first hour of gameplay. Uh, Unless you spend an hour. So, Braden, how is the first hour of gameplay? <laughs> well, um, you, I don't even know. Like, I, I was, I got so frustrated playing the game. And Muller would like, give me little, some advice, which is nice. He's like, okay, I want to, you know, you're trying to help me out and make my experience a little easier. So, oh, you got to do this and do this and do this, you know, show me the controls. And then I'd be walking through the game. Oh, no, 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 turn that way, turn this way. And then I, I'd fight for a bit and do something, and then I'd die. I'd be like, oh, yo, you should have done that. And I'm like, <laughs> you were telling me everything else. Why didn't you tell me that? And it was, it was like you had these little lessons you're trying to teach me where I go <laughs> and you learned them. And I'd be like, where the hell am I supposed to go? And, and then I'm getting bombarded and killed. And it's like, it was like you stopped giving me directions up to that point. Like, oh, but there was a little thing if you just went down this, do this. And I'm like, why didn't you just tell me that? You've told me everything else. And then, like, you didn't really teach me a lesson. All I did was die and then know where to go the next time. Yeah, no, but then you, then you beat it. Yeah, I guess. Like, you're fighting the like, boss and you try to, like, six or seven or eight times. Yeah, I saw you, you beat, beat that boss. Yeah, so, I beat the, okay, so, so let you, me ask you how, because these games, um, they have a very unique style of gameplay for the combat. Mm hmm. How did you feel about that combat style? I don't know. I, I guess I didn't hate it. It was again, it's a type of game that I'm not I'm not used to. I'm used to, you know, Mega Man shooting his X Buster people. It. Or, you know, Mario and stuff. And so playing this where it's there's different uh it's a hack guys and slash, yeah. you use swords and shields. And to where defend. the guys don't have like a set um where they come at you and they can do different things. They're not, yeah, they'll they're have not, seven or eight different yeah, things. Yeah, it's not a linear, do. like, maybe they do one or two moves at you. They're, they yeah. could be anything, and you got to be able to prepare. So I can see where there's, like, a lot of strategy involved. And I, where I kind of admire that part of the game, it's also super frustrating as someone who just wants to aggressively hack and slash his way through games because that's the best way to play games is you just go full bore, <laughs> balls to the wall, and this game prevents that Do you like entirely. Risk? I love Risk. I think you mentioned earlier it's a strategy that you like game, though. Well, why don't you just uh, deplete all your armies just going across uh, so Asia all at once in one turn? Don't use any strategy. Comparing, so comparing Risk, risk to Dark a board, Souls is yeah. a little wild. You I just can, said in games, you just want to you know, just go, 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 right? And board games? 
Board games are a little different than, oh, than, a, hack and, than a hack and slash video game. Not that I think Dark Souls is purely. You want to play Snakes and Ladders, man? I just go <laughs> balls to the wall. Like, <laughs> Dark Souls is a game that's about life. Oh, and God. it and it plays oh, out it plays out all the <laughs> archetypes of, uh, of your life Christ. and it's and it's very much like life. There is a million lessons that you can learn that you can take uh, into into your into your real life. Does so, this tie into like your whole society thing too? Oh like, yeah, like the the well, hardships. Don't let that, society tell you. Let Dark Souls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll be way better off because society tells you there's nothing wrong with you, so just keep doing the wrong thing all the time. And Dark Souls tells you if you're not you're succeeding, dead. you should try something different. Uh, and if you just keep trying the same thing, it probably won't work. Do you think Dark Souls work. is the only game that does that? Do you think life no, does it? I don't think so. I, would, I, would I think say, it just does would, it really well. I would say pretty much every at least competent video game does that in a way. Like unless unless you happen to be a person that plays the game exactly the most beneficial like the most efficient way i i uh, would say that dark souls does it in a way that when you're if you play it enough you will start to naturally see the parallels from what you accomplish into your real life and, to, oh and God, like that'll happen naturally this. so it's like you have uh you know I, I mean i'll give you an example of uh earlier uh, this year it's like i i have um you know, part of my job is to do sales, and I found I had like a really dry streak for three or four months where it's like every sales thing I, interaction I'm having is just crap, and people aren't liking me. So it's like, okay, so I so you went so to you, the bonfire and you uh, <laughs> filled your Estes flask. So you went, <laughs> so you went and uh, you, you got a bunch of threes and fours to get out of your slump. And then, uh, is that how sales is too? It's like, yo, I just gotta make a bunch of dinky little sales, and then oh yeah, break, oh yeah, break well, my dry spell. Yeah, get get your dry spell. No. Um, it's so so in true Dark Souls fashion. If you're fighting a boss and you're not doing well, try something new. If you're using a big heavy weapon, try try a lighter weapon. If you're, you're dodging a lot, try blocking. Are your clients your adversaries? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're not. So, but it takes. But but the but the struggle is the adversary. It's the it's the internal struggle that's Got the it. adversary. It's your inability to change and adapt to a situation that's the Dark adversary. Did it to teach you this very generic life lesson? <laughs> you say it's like a generic life life lessons, but but most people do Hold the up. same things. For Brain, a really what life long... lesson did you learn from playing Dark Souls? Yeah, so he's only played it for three hours. Yeah, you got to give it a hundred. <laughs> you yeah. needed to play it for twenty seven hours before it gets good. <laughs> no, Before it's good right on. away. <laughs> Boy, do I love hearing that. This is not a, just a Dark Souls thing. I, I hate it when people say that about games. <laughs> uh, but it, it, but it, it's like sports, though. Like when you we talk about baseball, and I'm like, baseball is the most boring thing I could ever think of. Have you seen golf? Yeah, like golf is a bit more boring than golf is more boring. There you go. To watch. If, if you Except you for, defeated my argument, <laughs> I'm already yeah. wrong. Yeah. My, this is tangent. My favorite. Uh, this is my, all a tangent. My favorite part. Of, this whole episode's a tangent away from movies. So. <laughs> uh, my favorite so. part of golf is that uh, when the uh, like obnoxious football fan has somehow got on to like yeah. got into the golf crowd like happy gilmore like he's used to like <laughs> like shouting and hooting and hollering but golf is generally you watch and the audience is very like they're very quiet that's why they call it that. golf clap and then he, and then he hits very... and yeah they do the golf clap the little thing but somewhere in there like the obnoxious like football fan has gotten in there and every now and then like if i'm at my brother's or my parents house and golf is on uh, you'll see this guy like you. as yeah it's terrible uh, as soon as like he, he he hits the ball with his club there's like as he's hitting it, there's some Woo! obnoxious guy in the crowd going, "Get it in the hole!" Like, <laughs> and it's just like this guy, this guy who was not really a traditional golf fan, somehow meandered his way onto the the, the yeah. field, but grass, so whatever, course. 
Yeah, and like, and I know that like the traditional golf fans are super annoyed and think yeah. that it's like ruining the atmosphere of golf. I love that guy. That guy's my favorite <laughs> part of golf. So that's my golf story. That's everything I ever have to say about golf. So, so baseball is extremely boring. I guess not the most boring. Thing Disagree that I can think. entirely. It's it's I agree. It's, it's, boring. it's really boring. But I've talked to I've sat down and talked with Braden about baseball before and he's like started to describe some of the strategies that they use and I'm like, "Oh, I can see how that might might be interesting because when I watch a baseball game, I'm like, I'm not seeing anything. I'm seeing these guys kind of throw the ball around and like spit gum on their other guys' butts and then pat them <laughs> on the butts and uh, and then grab their Most butts. Most of hard. the people I know, and it's like I can count them on two hands who could sit down and watch a, like a full baseball game. Like I can watch baseball all day. Yeah, um, it's people who play baseball, and you have to yeah, yeah. you have to know a Basically, lot about baseball yeah. for it to be good. I would yep. say there is no amount of experience with baseball that would make you. Muller interested in baseball. I think there's something. No, I don't think that's true at all. There's something about your two personality types where there's something about baseball that probably yeah. initially appealed to you to get you further into it that you don't have Muller. So I'm just saying names because I'm pointing here. Uh, that would never appeal to you. Like, I, I think you could start to be like, oh, I see where some people might like this, but. That initial like grab that Braden has, the, something about like the his, his interest. Span. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> the attention span. But there's something about Braden's uh, like natural interest that catered to baseball that that I don't think you have. I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I have that what what Braden has, but I think that I could become interested in mm. it. The problem is that I've spent so much of my life making fun of sports. I've dug kind of <laughs> yeah. a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just you, you know, there'd too. be way too much of an ego blow to. to yeah to take that back. I, I don't know. Like, like, I mean, we only talked about it shortly and I had a similar experience with football. It's like, uh, with someone that I knew and I was watching whatever a super bowl and they were explaining to me what was going on. I was like, Oh, actually this is mm -hmm. half interesting other than the three hours of ads in the three hour and one yeah. minute game. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would say that's a probably about the furthest you will ever, you could ever get with your interest in football. It's like, but, Oh, okay. I could see where but, this is. But I actually don't mind is. playing football and uh, I don't mind playing uh, play, baseball either. Playing and, and I don't mind. Is a whole it's like, I, but you know? like, yeah. I, in, I remember in grade 11, it's like I, watching someone play chess right. versus playing Oof. it. Like playing it, you're incredibly engaged, but watching it, like I know, well, there's, I know, know there's an audience for it. And, and yeah, if you know the game, you might be more interested in it. But playing it, you have like a full engagement, whereas watching it might be, mm -hmm. for most people, incredibly Well, dry. yeah, but if you play a lot of chess and you learn what the strategies are. But you don't play a lot of football. I, and I'm not currently really interested in it, but you're okay. making the claim that I couldn't become interested in it. And it's like, there's lots of things. Dude, I was on YouTube yesterday looking up how to do carpentry. Like, it, anything can happen in, in your life. Like, it's like you become interested yeah, in Yeah, but you insulted all those carpenters, so now you really should They can go kill themselves. I don't care. Like, I just need to build robots. I, I need to learn how to build a few things because I don't know, even know how to measure shit. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I wouldn't mind having some of these basic skills, right? So I think that people can totally change, especially so you're, over age. You're, bu you're building a robot carpenter? <laughs> then you don't have to do any I carpentry? I think they can change. <laughs> I just think there's, there's a capacity for how far you're going to get interested versus someone else. You're, yeah, okay, but yes, you can make the claim that I'll probably never Something like baseball as much as Braden, but most people who like baseball won't like baseball I'm as much as Braden. I'm not even saying as Braden. I'm saying enough to be like, yeah, you know, I watch a game once a week because I find it interesting, not because Braden's watching it or because my dad's watching it. The only thing I watch more than once a week is The Office, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's lots of things. I don't even watch, like, concert recordings once a week, and that's something I really, like, that doesn't mean anything. I don't think that's a meaningful statement. What was your point about baseball? <laughs> my, 
but so my point about baseball is that once you start to learn things about it, it becomes interesting to yeah, you. It's like anything. Brayden, Brayden's interest is probably like, oh well, my Brayden, family what did was you like. Learn it. about Dark Souls. No, 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 no. Here's a question. Can you tell me the lore? You don't need to learn about how, the lore. It's like learning how to play. How long of like a, a, a prologue did you need to have before getting into baseball, or did it? What did it just initially appeal? I have to a feeling that a he kid. can't even remember yeah, it, learning about it. Just it just appealed as a kid. Like your dad yeah. plays catch with you, then you play t-ball. It's not it's like you like had to fun. learn like, oh, okay, I see the sense of strategy here and the athleticism. And oh no, oh, you everyone's just, working as a team. It's yeah, but those, kid and you're like, oh, I like this. But okay. those things are intuitive to you. Like, like it's like me. Like I have no interest in cars, but my dad's a mechanic, and I know how a vehicle works, and I can't tell you when I knew that. I can't tell you when I learned. It's like not. Oh, you know, I'm. I Are became you interested. My point in, for me. No, your your point. <laughs> your point. But the point is that I. Thank you. The point I make. No, it's not. That's not the point I'm making at all. The point I'm making is that you did know those strategies intuitively because you were surrounded by them. It's it's so so when I'm talking about building stuff, it's like man, I don't even know how to measure things. And it's like, but if my dad was a carpenter, maybe I would just have intuitively known that, and I would have no memories of learning it. I always just knew. Remember, I have a when, feeling um, that you always just kind of knew how baseball worked because you were surrounded by it. Remember when we worked together, and a huge part of that job was measuring things. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, I I I remember because that was when I met you. Was when we drywalled together. If uh, if. For, to fill people in, me and Richie drywalled together when I was 15. My first job. Yeah. I hated it every yeah, second of it. At it. I, I did about six Didn't months worth of drywalling measure. over the course of three or four years. <laughs> <laughs> I called in sick a lot. <laughs> hey, speaking did of, you have a story about that, Richard? Or you yeah, just there was that time that I was like lifting a big heavy piece of drywall probably with somebody else, and you were just standing there cracking jokes. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, listen, you either fucking help us or you get the hell out of this house and wait outside until the end of the day. And he, I bet he waited outside, didn't he? Uh, I can't remember. I gotta go to the bathroom. Hey, speaking of people who have no idea what they're doing in life, uh, let's get to this week's annoying baby boomer shit of the week. All no, right. baby boomers are shit oh, of the shit. week. I always forget the uh, title. What do you have? Baby boomer or it's something? It's like the most unintuitive title we've ever. Okay. Boys are back in town. Boys are, is that, oh, is that a is, song they would like? Is that a, the, so yeah, we, I think so. Yeah. Is that the, the, what, what is that song? Sorry, how's it go? I don't know. No, that, that's I just know that stupid song. Plays that song. <laughs> he, just, he just sung it. That's exactly uh, Lizzie, I think. Sing a verse. So that's, yeah, sing the bridge. Oh, no. <laughs> sing the second chorus with the falsetto. Uh, <laughs> Africa. So Muller. Um, so there is, this is more of an idea that baby boomers hold, or which I think is probably the most fr annoying thing about them, by the way, or the thing that makes them so shitty. Next to their um, holiday t-shirts. Yeah, next, <laughs> ne next to their, <laughs> next to their holiday. But that's not an idea they hold. They because that's something they buy. And you're like, I'm never going to wear this. I'm, I've I'm never been there. I'm talking, I'm talking about... Uh, which this is really, really relevant for today, and it's the idea that board games and and like and uh, games like Tag or Capture the Flag are wholesome games. Okay. But anything to do with electronics and video games <laughs> are not whole. They're not wholesome or like fan. You know, f games where you're bonding with people. They're they're just uh, they're they're just really shallow and 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 useless and it's like well we you know we want to play some real wholesome games that bring people together like uh, like tag 
or it's fine. They're all going to be dead soon. Or man. Monopoly. Yeah, Boomer's got most of them got a while. You can't say that, or we have to just retire this segment. And yeah, <laughs> baby boomers are not. They're not the. They're, they're only like fifty-five years old. They're still they're forty years for some of them yeah. to go. Yeah. They're not even. Yeah, they're not even getting seniors discounts. And if it was up to me, I would abolish seniors discounts as soon as the baby boomers turn sixty-five. There are government seniors discounts that I find to be just absolutely appalling. They're ageist. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like yeah, yeah. Here's a uh, driver's license fee. Here's a, a great. Senior, you get a discount on your driver's license. <laughs> you get a huge fee. discount, actually. Yeah, it's uh, really? stupid. <laughs> here's a great inconsistency um, with a radical left thinking um, is that people who have power are the oppressors, right? And then people who don't have power are the oppressed. Okay. And uh, and old. Uh, Remember, you're talking it, about board games right now. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no this is this <laughs> is a tangent. I don't mind it being a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and old people are uh, are the people who have the most money, uh, and it's unfair because of course unfair. they've had a lifetime to earn all that yeah. money, so yes. so they have more time. Um, so, but we can't be ageist to old people who have all those money, so we have to give them discounts. That's ageist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's like we're given we're given the oppressors who have all this money, but we're seeing them as an oppressed minority at the same time. Right. Which one is it? Are they oppressors or are they oppressed? I don't know what you're parents well, did to you i think the, the the boomers are the ones with the money their their parents a lot of them are super poor like i've dealt with a lot of old people yeah at my old jobs i mean you were discounts. yeah and like they you know they, a lot of them i mean they it's save their money it's kind of their own fault for not saving yeah. their money but they're relying on like cpp the canadian pension plan which doesn't pay a lot of money and no. it's like i don't know how they even live yeah i was talking to it's, my accountant about this apparently if you take the money you put into cpp which you can do if you incorporate uh and you save it and you don't spend it on something because you got greedy and just wanted to blow your savings. Uh-huh. If you just save it and put it in like an investment account, you'll have double or triple what you'll actually get from CPP. Because you won't live long enough to probably get that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the CPP, uh, that's the Canadian Pension Plan. So that's uh, you know for you Americans who have no such thing as a pension. Uh, mm-hmm. So the government sets up sets up a pension plan. I don't know. What you get like fifteen hundred bucks a month or something like Dude, that. Dude, not even close. Like, oh really? No, <laughs> it's, it's like, like a disability s- income. Six, seven hundred. It's between five and seven, I think. That's uh, not anything. Per, per, oh my god! I think that's like per check, maybe. But then, like, okay. if you're super not low income, like you can also apply for the old age pension, which they'll like give you a little extra money. Old age security is based on or old age security. Yeah, real oh, yes. movies and real men. Right, we're losing anyway, focus here. I want to know why. Wait, what was I, I saying be, about that? I, why I should be hating babies? I just wanted secret. to make the point that you're probably gonna die before you collect the right. CPP. So if you die at 65, you got like two months of CPP, and your kids get nothing. And if you actually save that money. Then you would have a yeah, million dollars a in a bank yeah. account, and uh, your kids would get a million bucks. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you save a uh, hundred bucks a month, and you can have uh, over a million when you retire. More advancement advice. All right. So, why do I hate baby boomers this week? What's that? That was it, man. They think <laughs> they think board games are wholesome, and anything digital is not wholesome. All of a sudden. Yeah, I, I have noticed they have. Uh, I think. They think that video games was just like a passing fad when really it was just like, no, it's just a newer medium. Like just like a, the gays? That you never really got into. <laughs> a newer medium? <laughs> no, no, a passing yeah. fad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's, know, man. Sitting on your couch with a bunch of buddies playing games was like just, just, having a gay just, time. As, just as meaningful that's, as like playing tag or 
that's a defining bonding experience yeah, in bonding. my life. Like yeah. when you think of bonding with male friends, the first thing I think about is playing playing N sixty four middle school. Yeah, playing N sixty four like Majora's Mask. Well, or I've, I've definitely <laughs> I've definitely heard boomers say like annoying shit. Like uh, it's like oh you you know you're just 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 wasting your time and whatever, just sitting playing video games all the time. Or, but then you look at them and like they get home from work and then they watch like two hours of American Idol. Right. Like, it's not like you're it's not like you're consuming you know this really academic literature and you're just going to various book clubs to talk about uh, the philosophical undertones of some book you read. Doing but all these productive things with their lives. You're just sitting at home watching America's Got Talent. Just, you're not doing anything more uh, intellectual. Yeah, you're not even playing Dark, playing Souls Dark Souls and learning about learning about life, learning lessons about lives. <laughs> very generic lessons that you can ascribe to pretty much anything. Yeah, you you say this, and and people talk about this with Jordan Peterson as well. There was the there oh was boy. A, here we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Jor Jordan Peterson is this clinical psychologist, and he's always in hot water because he says really uh, regular, obvious things like men are different than women. And he plays uh, like biologically. A, just plays a shitload of Dark Souls. That's and he just app. plays a shitload. Sure, he, of, that's he just ripped off his whole philosophy from Dark Souls. <laughs> so. so somebody. So he he was, he wrote this philosophy book called Maps of Meaning, and it basically talks about why people believe what they believe, right? So um, uh, people either see the world as uh, like a series of myths and stories, and they interpret things through the way that you interact with things. So if you look around, you see a table, you see a door, and it's like, well, why'd you notice those things? Like the door you interact with, the table you put things on. You didn't, you know, you didn't out of out of the blue just say like, oh, I noticed the texture on the table, like like describing the scientific properties of it, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, people either see things as you know through the way you interact with them, or they or you can view the world as a series of scientific properties like atoms and you know the texture and things, right? So mm -hmm. there's two different ways of looking at the world. So you're talking about very basic ways of viewing the world, right? Like most philosophy is talking about a really core way of operating, something that you'd be like, yeah, these are, these are really core things. It's like, why do you believe what you believe? That's a simple That's core like thing. That's Socrates. not some, it's, pardon? That's Socrates, I believe. Right, sure. The hammer's it's, a hammer because the hammer's a nail. Right, yeah. Yeah, so f philosophy intrinsically is this pretentious sounding stuff where yeah. you're like, you're just talking about something really obvious. Like, well, you know, like this isn't complicated. That's why I don't read books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and philosophy gets really complicated when you start to talk about, like, why do I exist? And, you know, why is this this way? And, like, they're simple questions with really complicated answers. So then there's this hit piece on Jordan Peterson being like, his philosophy book is just talking about simple things with complicated language. And it's like, so you're like you're discrediting this guy because he's doing what every philosopher ever <laughs> yeah, does, like we're just talking yeah, about exactly. uh, really, really simple concepts. So, so for you to say, oh well, yeah, these basic truths that Dark Souls has to teach you, and it's like, well, they're basic truths that everybody gets wrong all the time, and if you can experience. It takes you like a year to do a business and fail that business. Maybe and way longer. If you can experience that on a micro level in, in, the, in the course of an hour or a few hours and, and kind of experience that lesson, then you can take it out into the world with you and, and take those, uh, those cadences that you learn uh, and, and apply them in a, in a larger sense. So you, you like have a microwave um, experiencing the world. specifically to some of the life lessons that you've learned from Dark Souls? Dude, so I know Andy has a reply, reason, but I've got a list. So. The, reason, the reason I said this because you said like a very generic life lesson. You made it sound like Dark Souls taught you this huge revelation when That's it was I just like, 
oh, you know, in order to get things in life, you got to work hard. I never thought about that till I played Dark Souls. That's, right. how, that's, <laughs> that's how you made it sound. I understand that, yeah, you can probably find these life lessons in Dark Souls, but they're so, like, the most generic, tiny little lessons that it's weird that you didn't think of them until Dark Souls. Specifically, it's not that you wouldn't ever think of these things and no one's ever told you, but you can experience them, and that's, and that's the very important thing. So I'll, ta I'll, ta I'll, I'll talk about them. You don't have to wait for me to finish my list because I know that you'll probably have some replies. But like, I think the first thing is that it's, the world is not built to adapt to you. You have to adapt to the world. So you've talked to me about, oh, this game's really punishing. They just want you to play the game that, that they want you to play. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's same with Tetris. It's like, well, I just want to play Tetris without getting rows of blocks to make them disappear. It's like, yeah, that's how the game works. That's the premise of the game. You adapt to the game uh, and it doesn't adapt to you. And that's exactly the how the world works too. Here's a little life lesson for you. The difference in life and this and this game is that I I either have to play life or kill myself. Uh, Dark Souls I can just not play. I don't have to adapt to it. I can say, okay, you know, I've put a little bit of time in this. I see that it's not for me. I can't do that with in life without just killing myself or like going to Mexico and just banging a bunch of hookers and doing heroin. Or yeah. you could play Dark Souls and build a better life for yourself, so you don't even think about killing yourself. <laughs> so I had this dream. <laughs> so one of the, one of the main things, one of the main experiences that you have is I tried something, it didn't work. Dark Souls no, really specific. Dark Souls really teaches you you got to learn to walk before you can run. Yeah. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. It's specific. <laughs> so I don't read books. It specifically doesn't teach you that lesson and I know that you were complaining about this yesterday cuz you were saying I, I wish this game would get you to walk and teach you a few things and make the early game easier so that you could learn to run later. It specifically doesn't teach you that game. It's hard immediately. There's a steep learning curve. Uh, and life won't teach that, you to walk before you can not run. It's that I want it to, to teach me those things. Because, like, there's a bit of background for people. Like, I mostly just play difficult games. And I think a lot of people would assume that, that know me, that Dark Souls would really appeal to me. Everything about it screams that it would appeal to you other than the weird, the RPG screens. And, like, yeah, the, I was surprised the, that you didn't like it. Like, um, well, Bloodborne so, more specifically. So because more because I think there's a big difference between, this is, like, mostly my main gripe with the whole series uh, there's a big difference in games uh, between a game that is hard and a game that is punishing. And I, th and I think punishing is a bad thing. Hard is not necessarily a bad and thing. And I don't know what, that, what you mean by that. Okay, so... It's a fine line. Like, to me, a game that's hard is a game where it defines rules, play by the rules, or you die. So, just generic explanation. Or you lose. Generic yeah, explanation, I'm this guy, and i got to fight these enemies, and this enemy... Uh, in order to, f to defeat them in a hard game, it's just like he's a bit difficult to take down. In a punishing game, if he, like, say you make a mistake or whatever and he hits you, it takes out like seven eighths of your. That's entire not true health. at all. And that we were happens. Playing, Brain was playing it yesterday. So seven eighths is a, is it, a it takes comedic away, exaggeration. You can get hit like five or six times before you die. Uh, and that was at the seven, beginning of the seven game. Seven eights is a comedic exaggeration. So, so when I say one hit, generally in, the, in, in this game, it's like one hit will lead to the enemy getting like five hits on you, which is what you're talking about. Unless You'll die you in know five hits. how to handle a situation. Yeah, sure. that, that's not, that wasn't really true at all. Like it's like you just, if you get hit, just dodge and you'll get out of the way. Like, 
There's a steep. If you get steep, hit, don't wait. I mean, I definitely played it yesterday where an enemy knocked me down and I had to just sit there taking hits until until my character got up, whether I tapped the buttons to get up. Yeah, quicker. the most. What if I was taking more hits than just the initial hit, which just drained a whole meter? That's a punishing element rather than, oh, you know, it, it's it, this guy's kind of hard to take down and I got to dodge at the right moment, blah, blah, blah. Because like I said, I play a lot of very difficult games. So do this. this is, this is kind of weird. So first off. Not this one, though. There is no enemy in the, in the game that'll hit you more than twice before you can get out of the way. So that's, that's just legit fact these are, um, these are lies yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i i i know you got a resident dark souls expert here you know um so the weirdest thing about this to me though is that one of your favorite games is super meat boy and everything kills you instantly but there's nothing, right away but there's nothing punishing about those deaths i found it okay so difficult because yeah, yeah, yeah are, that's are, definitely a punishingly difficult game if you don't level, do it perfect you will die immediately but the levels but that that's what i'm talking about that's not necessarily punishing like you're not punished for it by like a like if i die in that game i don't have to go back to my stupid bonfire and then walk like another that's five minutes to get back design. to the boss like super, it takes it like is, 20 Seconds. It is a def different game design, but I'm just so saying the reason Super Meat Boy is not punishing is because when you die in that game, which is always immediately, you respawn so fast you can actually still see your your character dying while you're respawning. Like right, and every level is like 20 seconds. And long. every level's like they're like most of the beginning levels can be completed in a, like a second and a half. And here's another so contradiction It's hard here. to feel <laughs> like the game, even when you're failing, and even when the game is brutally difficult. It never feels punishing because you're always right back in it, and the level, once you do beat it, it takes like three seconds. I gotta say, as this guy who constantly rips on me for not liking long, slow movies, you are sounding a lot like movies. Muller. I want a game that like I can see the character's ass before while I'm respawning, because I've respawned so fast, and I can get into it. I don't want to like take an, another second. Gee, that's weird. Like I, I had this it idea. It sounds like the exact I, opposite. I had, this, <laughs> I, I had this idea that they were uh, completely different mediums. I guess uh, you're telling me that video games and movies are the same. Same, you and that you, you like. get the same things out of them. Hey, what? Shithead. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even understand what you just they're, said. They're a different video games are a different medium from movies. I know that's confusing with most modern video games because they all they're all just yeah. But that's like saying like shit. music is a different medium than movies. So all my metal yeah, has to give I me the exact same thing. I There's want, no subgenres. What I want out of music is different than what I want out of video games. And what you want out of is metal? This a crazy thing. Is, am I, am is I what you want weird? out of metal the same as what you want out of 80s? Muller's argument that or he can there tell you what you like is that work differently, faggot. I mean, I don't listen. I don't listen to a lot of 80s synthwave. Just so I want to ask Brayden a question. Brayden, out of 10, what would you rate your Dark Souls experience? It's his most hated. It should be zero. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> Don't think too long. Uh, I'd say like a three, maybe. <laughs> well, that's pretty and high what, for a most what hated. What redeeming qualities did you notice to get those three points? <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, I kind of look at it as like it, every game. I don't look at it as it starts at zero and builds up. I always say, okay, I'm pretty optimistic. I'll start it with a ten, and then oh, it, wow. fair it, enough. immediately, yeah, it, it, it got. Can you speak to those seven <laughs> points? Yeah. <that> <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the bonfire crap was super annoying. So Muller kept trying to explain, no, it's uh, so when you save at the bonfire, it's not a checkpoint. And even though you'd respawn when you die, you'd respawn at the at the thing, and then I'd be, like, yeah, it's like a checkpoint. And then I'd walk through and go, wait. All the guys are back. And like, yeah, it's not a checkpoint. It's everything. All the guys respawn. But then everything else you do in the game stays the same. So if like you have this door open or this elevator you hit, yeah. none of that changes. That's the same. But all yeah. the guys are back. It's the stupidest system. So I, uh, sorry, go ahead, Richard. I noticed that he like was just telling you to run through the whole game. <laughs> and I looked over. I'm like, why are you not killing anybody and leveling up and like? Yeah, doing your own learning in the game because it kind of teaches you how to not get hit 
like never get hit and if you do to recover right away and he was just like run left forward <laughs> like down I, here now you're the boss good like, luck <laughs> like I say I've been speed running this game a little bit like a lot mm-hmm. so these early areas in the game like I'm used to, like everything that you accomplished in three hours I'm used to doing that in about eight and a half yeah, minutes like, I, I like Souls games <laughs> I suspect you Muller would make a horrible teacher <laughs> like, oh yeah I am the way I see you guys so, people in video games so I, I can talk well, I play it as a speed run I, I'm a teacher I know how to do math what's wrong with you, kid. I, I can talk. I can talk to that <laughs> a little okay. bit because I think that I think that this kind of brings us to the loss of like a master and apprentice role in our society. That oh it's God, like that's not fucking life lesson. <laughs> yeah. Dark Souls, dude. Dar- all, all that all that we have, we can we take from Dark Souls. Uh, so if you want to grow up to be like Muller, everyone, which I know so many people do. Well, if I had been playing Dark, Dark Souls, Souls when I was younger, I might have turned out differently. But it's only that. come out recently, so you so know. So if you don't want to be anything like Muller. This is very important. Don't play Dark Souls because you don't want to be successful and good looking. Play don't, Bloodborne. Don't. Apparently, that's yeah, where play, he learned play, to walk. Play playing Dark. What were we talking about? You know, I I like difficult games too. Like Andy, Super Meat Boy is one of my favorites. Yeah. I've tried to beat some of the old Mega Man games, but those are all power platformers. Ups. Like I'll, I'll do things that are spe- purposely challenged and make the game way harder just to see if I can do it. And but playing this game, uh, it's not fun. Yeah, it, it takes. A, well, you just don't like it's RPGs, a solo though. Either game. No, RPGs are boring. Multiple. Yeah, well, it's an RPG. It's like it's like I would call it the best RPG ever made. Like, well, I don't like RPGs intrinsically. It's like, well, it's probably going to be more of what you don't like. Quest sixty four <laughs> is way better. Than Ooh, that's a good game. <laughs> no way, you're a fool. Um, so, so I can tell you the again one of the uh, intrinsic problems that I have with it, which relates to what you're talking about. Like you said, you just didn't find it fun. Uh, like. Part of what I enjoy about a very difficult game, and I think what makes a really good difficult game, is it should always, when you make a mistake or whatever, you die, get hurt, blah, 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 it should always feel like your fault. And I know both of you are going to tell me that Dark Souls has that, but when I play it, I, I compared to other games that have, even RPG-based games, that have like a combat action uh, aspect to it, uh, it's it, it should feel good and dark Dark Souls to me it's like it it, it feels like my character's slow and clunky yeah, and a bit it's a, an RPG a bit un, a bit unresponsive uh, and I th- yeah it's animation it doesn't while. even when like because oh, like, I started crazy. I started playing a bit yesterday after Braden I beat that boss that that like I beat him on what my third try like pretty quickly you beat him really quickly yeah but well, nothing about that that battle Muller did tell you how to cheese it yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I didn't did, let you die from I, I just did, told you exactly how I to did kill not him. do po- point is I didn't do poorly in that boss but nothing about it felt good like no, beating him didn't because Muller stripped good. away the entire <laughs> experience of a Souls game so wait so your most hated movie this week is just Muller <laughs> yes. I, I like he, it what I looked like at that experience I was like that's terrible you've lost everything that's fun about a Souls game there's no exploration because it's just turn left run down here dodge there's no the those games are great for the self-satisfaction of dying and then learning and then learning to do it better yourself. Those that, lessons that definitely he was giving is the you funny. was the fun. <laughs> he just took it all away. Like if you were watching a movie and somebody was just spoiling it the whole time. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not. I'm here to defend Dark Souls, not myself. So, yeah. um, so here's a good question. Did Dark Souls teach you to give up on ever defending yourself because you're a weirdo? <laughs> so. After uh, after we beat that boss, Braden, after Andy beat it, we gave it over to you, and I kind of just tuned out and let you play play it on your own for a mm-hmm. while because like we were just talking. Was that I more d- fun? I demanded then? it. Um, no, because the game kicked let, your ass. Everything at that point. looks the same to me, and 
But I don't know. To be like fair, I, everything in every video game looks the I same couldn't to you. Figure, I couldn't figure out where to go. Like, I was getting really frustrated. <laughs> and again, maybe part of that was because... That's definitely you. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I, you kind of told me where to go the first couple levels. Again, those were probably confusing too, but or would have been for me, but I didn't develop. Because when you play a game, you sort of develop a sense for how the game works. Yeah, exactly. And you, you, you know didn't. what to look for, and I didn't. And I, mind you, you were correct, Muller. I don't. I'm not good at directional. <laughs> like we'll walk into a room and Braden will immediately be like, "Where did I come into this room?" Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like in a video game. Specifically. I, be, I actually beat uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time without using a map <laughs> at all because like maps just <laughs> confuse me, and I just I would always try to memorize where to go. But then I get in trouble like that. So anyway, I I probably didn't develop that kind of. Like that sense you get when you play a game, you know, you get a feel for it and stuff. Yeah. So I was completely lost playing it. I kind of figured out where to go, and then eventually I was like, Muller, and you're like, oh, just go over that bridge. And I look, I'm like, oh, why did I think of that? <laughs> well, because you kept, you like entered a building, and you kept running into the building, running in a I circle, and then running back out the entrance, and be like, how did I get here? And then you ran in, and you did it again, like two or well, three times. Well, because it felt like the game was pushing me in that direction, and then I just basically needed to go a, a tiny bit further, but it was in a direction I didn't know I could go. But there's like, there's, it's <laughs> like of. a room, and there's a door straight ahead, and then you'd like run in the room, and then like kind of turn yourself around. And oh, then you're thinking about up. level two still, but yeah. I don't know what you're thinking of, but. <laughs> yeah, but there's like three levels of that room that all look the same. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't intuitive. Something I can't, I can't figure out about this game. I've been trying, like I've, I've wrapped my head around it a bit, and I just don't know. Maybe you guys can help uh, clarify it to me. Is something about this game has has appealed to an audience of gamers? I really don't like that word, but uh, has appealed to an audience of gamers uh, that don't traditionally play games this brutally difficult. Like, what is it about this game? Because it's like I've played like. Like something like Enter the Gungeon. Like I know you two have played and enjoyed, but it's like you yeah. never really got like way thick into it. Obviously, no. there was something off-putting about that that wasn't about Dark Souls. Too hard. Uh, it's, and uh, it's, there's like no sense of accomplishment in it. Oh, in Gungeon? Yeah, yeah, like in Gungeon. Everything you do will be reset the next time you play the game. You start at the beginning, and at oh, most, like you might have a few more items to pick up. Like there's no... Like there's no in, it, like, because we talk about like, oh, it's why would you want to play Dark Souls? It's like, well, I want to see what's in the next level. Like, this level has all these really crazy monsters, and like, they have interesting uh, moves, and you learn how to uh, defeat them. It's like this guy, you got to dodge left. Like this guy, you got to like roll back and put up your shield, and then like, you know, Sorry, like, you Andy, learn these. Your question. You learn different ways to do it, and it's like, well, I want to get to the next set of guys, and the next set, and like, those and are then, all the same interchangeable ideas for me <laughs> for both games. So I like them both. So. Well, it's just that there's like Gungeon. The, it, what, it's actually my. Comp Sorry, what? What was Andy's question? Why do I not? about Dark Souls? Because Dark Souls seems to appeal to an audience that don't traditionally love ultra. Because, like I said, I almost exclusively play ultra hard yeah. games, and not and not, in, not intentionally. It's usually. just always the games that end up really appealing to me are either really hard, or or at the very least, the gameplay feels really good. And there's something about Dark Souls that doesn't like it's got it's got the really hard, but again, I would call it more punishing than hard. But and it doesn't feel good to me. So I'm just curious as to if I don't like it as someone who really enjoys difficult games, uh, that most people I know don't. Um, what is it about Dark Souls that's topped into an, a bigger audience? Because it's a very popular game. Like they, there's yeah. there's what three of them, and there's there's actually it's three of them, and there's Demon Souls, the precursor, and Bloodborne, and another Bloodborne on the way. Like clearly. They're popular. They're making. Yeah. They're, they've made that. There's many. a moment in those games when you realize that <clears throat> oh, this is different than traditional beat 'em ups or hack and slash. Yeah, games. like it's definitely a totally new genre. Yeah, and I, I would so say. So in what way? 
uh, well, the genuine question. Bar, like, if you compare it to like Devil May Cry or like the new because well, those are more previous God of War. Those are more like, arcadey, though. Yeah, they're more arcadey. This is meticulous, sure. and so when you you have a light bulb I think that goes off when you realize that oh I can do this if I stop trying to go balls to the wall and I play more conservatively and the whole game not just the combat but the whole game is uh you having a revelation uh of how the game is played yeah so I think it's a revelation about yourself so oh how and does that you're like, more powerful game, than you think I think, wow. I think okay. one of the things you don't like about it is that it doesn't teach you shit like you're just thrown in and it's different partly I, I should make that clear I, I hate like to like really uh force force tutorials, tutorials yeah games. this is the opposite I like end. I like it in game designs where it's where you learn just by experience of it it's like maybe they throw some yeah, of the, this does that maybe so, they throw some weaker enemies at the beginning and it's like okay this this is how the dodge works or okay yep. I have to hold the button and to jump longer or something like my that. My experience is with Bloodborne. I played Dark Souls 2 before Bloodborne. Bloodborne is the was, same developers. It's a very yeah, similar it's a Souls, game. Yeah, like it's the same style. Uh, it has a very similar appeal to that first yard. It's just as boring. Street. <laughs> if you if yeah. you take a hit, you're dead. Like, and you have to realize that uh-huh. they are actually slow. And if you stop button mashing, then you win. And I think. You, Those are the worst usually, words I've ever heard in a game. If you stop, stop bushing, stop that, button you win. mashing. Yeah. Yeah, that's mean, a great. Enough, it's not for everybody, but <laughs> I think with mo- I think the appeal with most gamers is, and I bet more people drop off and don't play it. But yeah. if they stick with it, they feel that they got better. Yeah, yeah, because because like, I will say in uh, uh, that's something that like you could pretty almost say. Uh, word almost word for word, you could apply that to, to enter the gungeon. Because okay. I remember hitting up like I got my ass beat in that game for so long, but it felt good to play. Like shooting in that game and killing enemies felt good, so I stuck with it. And then eventually, I just I got over this weird like I broke down this wall where it's like suddenly okay, I, I I'm, never I'm like hit. I'm seeing it like like Neo in the Matrix suddenly. Yeah. Uh, so it has that similar moment, but the difference for me. <laughs> Is that Dark Souls never felt like I wanted to get to that moment? I'm more Gun- of a flan- Gungeon fan did, of- right? Yeah. So I guess I just had the opposite experience. I was like, yeah, I really want to get to that moment. You know, and, and with Gungeon, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, um, I don't know. It's just it's for everyone listening. I highly yeah. recommend Enter the Gungeon. Even if you're not big on <laughs> even if you're not big on hard difficulty games, the game's called Enter the Gungeon. If that doesn't sound op. awesome, it's just a gun oh, worship yeah, yeah. game. Whole theme of, yeah. I just had this hilarious this. Br- breakthrough thought you you said that you referenced the matrix like where neo all of a sudden can just see everything and he's yes maybe they live you put on the dark souls glasses back in 1998 (laughs) the wachowski brothers already knew that they were going to be and that was them like whoa like we're women and that was them (laughs) seeing the world like discovering themselves no it was them already knowing they were like oh man dark souls is coming like my eyes are open actually i just rewatched the matrix uh the first one and it's Great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's it's, it's actually still a great movie. It was a summer and I the animation is like it only feels like it's from 2008 and not 1999. So it's actually way ahead of its time. It's it looks terrible for today, of course. So do you guys think? I know you're gonna say yes. For some reason, I just know. Do you guys? <laughs> do you guys think Trinity's hot? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the Matrix. Uh, so the Matrix. when I think about... I, I, yeah, I'm strangely think, attracted, but I feel weird about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she has I that... I think it's her hair. I think she has that quality where... What's her name? Her, uh, not that it matters. Her real name? Uh, Carrie Moss. Carrie yes. Moss. How did Muller of all people Good know? job. Anyway, congratulations. You know, sometimes... He you must have learned that in Dark Souls somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, she probably has like, because in the Matrix, she's got her hair all slicked back and like is like dressed to be more combat yes. ready and whatever. Yeah. Masculine you, you, traits. You put her in some like make just generic makeup and like a, a red carpet style dress, and she'll probably look pretty good. Yeah. You know what it is? I, I just I see her in that hot leather outfit that's mm. really shiny, and I just imagine are you talking about uh, wearing Keanu it Reeves? yourself? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I just imagine a hotter, fatter woman in those oh, yeah. leather you like uh, the big, things. You like and the big ladies? Yeah, Do this they, is a recurring. Can joke. they make leather that big? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> takes the and, whole cow. Uh, and, and, and then I'm <laughs> yeah. turned on, you know. So it's uh, that. That's what's hot about her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have any? I got. I have. I have lots of more Dark Souls lessons here, you guys. So, I, have, I have a little bit more. I have a lot of stuff. I so, but one thing I wanted to address here is 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 one of my lessons is that if something's really hard, <laughs> get some help. Oh uh, Jesus so, Christ! <laughs> yeah, really. But people, but people don't think videos. about it. So there's an there's an awesome mechanic. Watch in this a Jordan game. Peterson well, lecture. Definitely <laughs> think about that. Like you go to school from grade, like most people from grade one to twelve, and then some people do college. Like they're definitely getting some help. Yeah, you always say that. Yet I work with people all the time who bang their heads up against walls and do things alone, and they don't think, oh, I should get help. So here's the here's the thing, though. You think, oh, I have to push uh, a truck. I'll get somebody to help just, me push that truck. All I'm trying to say is there's nothing about Dark Souls that makes these life lessons unique to Dark Souls. It's not doing it's not doing these life lessons more than just working at a job, like starting at a new job where you have to be taught things would be. Right, like it's because it's, it's such a vague. It's, it's like a, it's like you're, you're but talking that, about but, is like but that's a, but that's like saying like anything that you learn in school. It's like well, you would have learned that in a job in that field anyways. So what's it like, matter? This, like the so way well, you're describing way these it. life lessons is like describes. It, it sounds like someone describing like why their horoscope is so accurate to them. It's like <laughs> oh, your hor- my uh, here's my horoscope. It's like someday this month you will have to overcome adversity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, like you can. That's obviously going to be true because you can apply it to basically anything. These life lessons could be applied to me learning how to fill up my water bottle with my hand. It's like, yeah, you know, if I don't know how a tap works, I'll have to be shown. I'll have to learn. Yeah, it's not that generic, but it's so, pretty so, generic. But no, but it's here, not that generic. Here's, that here's what I'm talking about, though. Is like, generic. if you're doing something like, oh yeah, like I was saying, I, I'll stick with my previous analogy that oh, we have to push a, push start a car or something. It's like, well, I should get some help for that brute brute strength. But say like say in my industry, like I work with a lot of freelancers who work from home, and there's a whole slew of problems that you don't realize that you need help for. For for example, like you need to meet people and have accountability on your stuff, otherwise you'll get super lazy and you won't do your job as well. That is unintuitive because what you're taught is, well, I should just work hard at this every day. I'm going to work from but nine nobody, to five. But when you get up in your pajamas, you don't do that really as easily. But, so there's unintuitive times where you need help from other people. But nobody's going to dis- di- like have any revelation over this life lesson. Maybe they're not doing it but as soon as you say it they'll be like oh that makes sense because it's such like the most generically vague piece of life implementation is that different you'll find yeah. it in dark souls but you'll also find it in like having to wait in line too long at so to buy a cheeseburger my grandma like, my such a generic life lesson my grandma not my oma my grandma always what's told what's the me, difference between a grandma and an oma I've they're different Oma's. people German. <laughs> like one is my mom's parents and one's my dad's parents. Okay. But that's what I'm asking. I didn't. I just have grandparents. One right. Yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad's family's German, and my mom's Ooh, family's German. Goddamn question. Here. Yeah, I'm just trying to tell a joke here, man. Um, so uh, she always told me. Cut, uh, cut once, measure twice. Measure twice, cut once, right? That didn't make any sense until you played Dark Souls, right? <laughs> well, it still I, doesn't because he sucks at measuring. <laughs> <laughs> 
she obviously didn't get through to you. But until I played Dark Souls, <laughs> I was told that my entire life, and I don't think I actually learned that lesson until the last few years. Until until I actually experienced. You still haven't, because you said cut twice and measure once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I said that. I think you I said, and then you once. corrected yourself. <laughs> right, okay. Measure? No, I think I just said them in the reverse order. I said cut once, measure twice, and I was like, "Well, I guess you measure." Well, that would still be wrong. Um, so there's so, a lot of possibilities. Cut to be once, wrong. then measure twice. Um, cut but, it. And fuck it. <laughs> but 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 once I experienced this, like, oh man, I'm banging my head. I'm spending tons of hours on this problem, and then you take a step back. You spend more time planning on the project, and then now you can get the project done in like half an hour. Like programming, for example, programming is 90% planning. If you just sit there and start coding stuff, you're not going to figure out anything, especially as soon as you run into a complex thing. And a big part of my job is planning out big marketing projects, and planning is everything. The execution, the hours to execute things is not nearly as long as the planning. I didn't learn that lesson until I experienced it and felt it. And Dark Souls helps you feel <laughs> that. It, wow. it, it's really important, man. It's like it's like telling people, oh, just pick up your bootstraps and do better. Well, if you're not a so if you're not that's such a boomer thing to say. Yeah, yeah, it is. is a this totally because you, yeah, you didn't, nobody has bootstraps. Is this that's because right. You never really had a job up until like a month ago. I still don't have a job. <laughs> no, man. I, I mean, I'm just the type of person who doesn't who doesn't plan a lot. I'm like, oh, I'd rather do things. Um, it's the same thing with somebody, uh, like you, you deal with a lot of homeless people or something, and it's like, okay, so you have... Uh, if you had played more Dark Souls as yeah. a kid, you wouldn't have <laughs> ended up here. Yeah, you wouldn't have ended up here. But especially youth, where it's like everybody in their entire network is crappy. I had a They're heroin the addict at my desk on yeah. Friday. This, Good. You sell drugs, right? That's what you uh, Yeah, I was like, okay, well, if you give me this much money, I can give you this much heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Great. Um <laughs> But so if you, if everybody in your in, if if in your social network is kind of crappy people and you don't really know anybody who thinks differently, like it's your experience is very limited. And you, when you you know say say all of a sudden you become friends with Bill Gates, like you're the way that you experience the world. If you're spending a lot of time with him, like all the world is going to seem totally different to you. People can tell you as much as as like a hundred times a day. Oh, just spend more time planning. Oh, do things this way. All these words of wisdom. But if you don't actually experience those in your life, you don't really learn them. You have to experience something. And I think that Dark Souls helps you experience an unintuitive way of doing things that works. Unintuitive, that's, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it is a, it, it's a game full of unintuitive truths. And if you can't do them, you'll probably make similar mistakes in your life as well. I would agree that with the unintuitive part, not necessarily truths part. It seems like unintuitive, <laughs> unintuitive game design, which I guess you can call a truth in your weird way of. Well, there thing, are things that there are things that are work and that are like that are universal truths. Like, uh, like you said, these are simple truths, right? You can't really argue against that. The only point I want to make about the community, because you were asking about, well, what's one of the things that makes this so compelling versus other games? Is there, the online is like nothing you've ever played because you're basically always online. And uh, so people, just other people across the world, like you'll just be playing and, fi and fighting dudes and somebody will just invade your game and start trying to kill you. I will say I all, like all of my complaints that I'm talking about today are strictly regarding toward this, the solely single player experience because I've never had any experience with the PvP aspect The player versus so player I, stuff. I could, I could make a bunch of generic points, complaints, but I really would have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Like, I know if you're a Dark Souls fan, you probably already think that, but I would have even less because I haven't touched the PvP aspect of it in any regard. Right. So... 
uh, here's here's another good le- uh, lesson that we've been talking about that I kind of want to summarize. Um, is is your work smart, not hard? Wow, what a cliche! It's 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 such a dumb this old. This is like a low grade Jordan Peterson. Right? Like, <laughs> Jordan Peterson had that like whatever biblical like generic mm-hmm. biblical lessons you can use in life. This is Mueller Mueller's version souls. of it, where he uses <laughs> Dark Souls instead of the Bible. <laughs> <Modern> <laughs> Well, it, but but your strategy is way more important than hard work. Again, like my job is to do strategy uh, with people and uh, like on marketing. And I sp- I see people they're like, oh, we got you know we're posting a hundred times on our Facebook and whatever, and they're not even targeting people that they would want to that they would want to reach. It's like okay, well you're taking the wrong strategy, so you're not you're not going to do it. And and it's something that you can experience in Dark Souls. It's like you fight this guy, it doesn't work. You do that thing ten times, but then you try something different, and then it starts to work. Try it. Try a different strategy. This is like listening to someone like, like on like the mid spectrum of autism, where they're just relating <laughs> everything in their life to Dark Souls. Like Dark Souls was that thing that they attached themselves yeah. to, so yeah. it's the thing yeah. that they can discuss about like life lessons. Like, well, I can relate that to Dark Souls like this, and I, I explain that to someone. It's a lens to view this the is, world. That's what it fucking sounds like. Right so here, now. so here's another one for you. Uh, People change the rules in your life all the time. The world changes, and then you have to adapt to new rules. So you find a way to do it, just like baby boomers do. You, yeah, you're about to tell me, oh, everyone does this, except I'm going to list off a whole segment of people that you complain don't do this all the time. Baby boomers are perfect examples. They find a way to do it, and then uh, then the rules change, and they don't know how to adapt to it. And in Dark Souls, you'll be fighting a guy, and... One of the things you can do in the game is you can do like a new game plus, which is an old concept, right? You start with all your levels and your weapons, but you redo the game, but the game's harder. And you can keep doing new game plus up to like plus 100 and it just keeps getting harder. But as you do, uh, do it again, uh, the bosses will actually change a little bit. So you'll have kind of adapted to as a move and then he'll slightly change it and totally screw you up. So now you have to readapt to this again. Do you again. think that I play like other games completely with no adaptive qualities that I just play it exactly as I would Like you I keep saying this initially. as if I'm saying that Dark Souls has the exclusive uh, rights to any one of these lessons. And I'm saying I think it does the best job of teaching you, you with it because there's... So, well, so sorry, it just sounded like you were criticizing that like I don't like it because I'm just trying to play it a certain way and not adapting to its game design. Well, you kept making you this comment because you're an idiot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you keep making this comment about you're like, oh, it's like it wants me to play it the way it wants me to play it instead of the way I want to do it. So again, bringing this back, I'll, I'm going to use <laughs> Enter the Gungeon as my just go-to comparison. It, it's very different, but again, it's a brutally difficult game. Like there was definitely that wall that I was talking about that I got over when I realized I was I was my was defensively playing wrong. I, I, I was just always like I got const- like these I got these huge boss battles and I always got to be constantly doing damage because they have so much health meter. But then there, I remember at a point where I realized in that game uh, I need to focus less on doing as much damage all the time and more on protecting myself. So at right. that point I started Strategy. focusing. So I'm saying that that was an adaptive thing. That wasn't just me. It's like oh I just always play games aggressively and this game happened to fall in line. Well with you that. keep saying how anything. you all want to be really aggressive with guys that you shouldn't so be aggressive towards. I would say in Dark Souls that that is perhaps uh, a failure on their on the developers' game design philosophy like they're not actually trying to guide you into the way that's smartest to play it like it's just throwing you into a fire and a fire that burns particularly punishing ah uh, yes it's so good when you get over that wall just like life no, I, I that will say, not punish you per, per, if you perhaps, screw everything perhaps up perhaps if it's this truly great game with life lessons or whatever i'm not going to say that it's oh, not boy. i've always thought that dark souls is just not for me um but 
I think that at the very least, I think there's a critique to be made that they could do a better job of not necessarily hand-holding, but just guiding the direction, the players in that direction. Because I think, because when I think of Dark Souls, I think of it as being unintuitive, whereas other hard games, I don't think that. I think like even games like Gungeon doesn't, doesn't have a real tutorial. Like you get thrown into the fire in that game. But like it teaches you things without you realizing. You're By the way, it. I don't find this game unintuitive. I just find that some of the successful strategies are like not what you would want to do. So, for example, yeah, and I'm saying that the game designers could benefit, even if it's a good game. I'm not necessarily saying it's bad because of this. I'm saying they could benefit from actually guiding you toward the proper way of playing. They, do, it early they totally on. do. I, I, in my experience, they don't. I uh, think okay. in your experience, probably because there's different. Like we play d games from a different way. Well, it's just if it's not working, try something different. Yeah, it's just be creative and come up with something. That's the guidance. That's the same way that life guides you into doing things. Sort of. No. People who don't but learn I'm, that lesson just keep but failing. But I'm saying, uh, but I'm saying the reason I'm bringing up Gungeon is is that, that that's an example of where I've done that with another game. And for something about Dark Souls, like it's it's not clicking with me. Maybe it's because I just don't want to play that way so much. And that's why I start saying, this game's not for me, because I can see where they're trying to guide me, and I don't like it. And right. you played a lot of Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden? The, the, Ninja Gaiden. the Xbox ones, yes, not Gaiden. the original. I yeah. Actually, I did play a bit of the NES ones, but I was never good at it. Oh, well, yeah, uh, it is. You, you say you weren't good at it? The, the original ones, like oh, okay. the ones for the NES. Uh, what do you see any connection or uh, do you see any connection between that and like you did I, get really good at Ninja I, Gaiden Black I did actually when we were playing last night I did bring up Ninja Gaiden Black I think when you were off yeah. partying with yeah. the rest of the so massive like party people. we were having <laughs> um, and it actually it has some similarities and I would say that like as much as I was because I did really love those games the, the Ninja Gaiden games for the yeah. Xbox I remember you playing them um, and they're and not it, easy. They're it, no, they hard. they are definitely hard games, and I would say I haven't played them for quite a few years. I'd now. put them on a pretty similar like yeah. And I would yeah. say if I could like just just from looking back at it, it it probably did have a similar punishing element because yeah, in does. that game like there were definitely some enemies where if they hit you once like your health and your checkpoints were way, way worse quick. in Ninja Gaiden. Like but you'd go back game, way further. To me, I remember, and it's been a while, so maybe I'm a little off off the mark here. Uh, I remember the controls feeling so goddamn not only tight and really fast. Like everything yes, about it was controls. like That's they were very the fast difference. and super like super tight controls. Like like again, it goes back to that. If when I made a mistake, it felt like my fault rather than the game's fault. And I'm not necessarily saying like that's that's because everyone tells me otherwise with Dark Souls. But my impression of playing it, that's what I get. It never feels like it was my fault. And I that, mean, that's a problem in difficult games when you when you fuck up. It, a truly great difficult game in my uh, opinion it should feel like it was your fault and not yeah. like oh the controls were just like my character like, rolled and it was just felt really clunky and Super Meat Boy is a perfect example of yes. that too I mean I think that yeah. I actually would probably complain about Ninja Gaiden for a lot of the things you're talking Ga about Gaiden I, yeah there's not really any strategies in Ninja Gaiden the, stra definitely the strategy is. is be really fast if you just keep uh, being no, really fast no, no, all the no, 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 time there, there, there are definitely enemies like I remember Again, it's been a while. I remember getting to like the third level and they suddenly introduced these, it's like a new enemy ninja, and, but the only difference in their appearance was that they were wearing like brown, like brown garb, whatever, ninja garb. Uh, and they definitely like, 
they made it so if you played super aggressive, like, okay, I just got to attack these enemies before they can attack me, which that's my natural inclination. I remember, like, they just fucked you. Like, they would just do, like, a quick dodge around you and then just, like, send you up in the combo. air and get, like, eight, yeah, like, this huge combo on you. And it was definitely, there was certain enemies where you could play aggressive like that, and then there were certain enemies where it's like, okay, I got to step back and wait for them to and make that's a fine. mistake. And yeah, this is, you're just describing, you could just replace Dark Souls with I'm just what saying, you're saying. Ninja, I'm just all saying, these things, same things apply. I'm just saying, I'm only defending that right now because you just brought up Ninja Gaiden as yeah, not, yeah. not doing that. But I mean, I remember it doing that, and I sh again, I want to clarify, I have not played that game for at least 10 years. I remember so. that just game just, just moving going so fast to even be able to keep track of what was going on. Like, there's so much happening on the screen all the time, there was not really much of a chance to make split-second strategy decisions, like... I, I just remember being really fast. So my, I mean, my main complaint about Ninja Gaiden is like, if you press a button, your guy, your character is going to do this whole animated thing. Like, it's not if like you, if you press several buttons. It's yeah, it's not like one one sword swing equals one sword it swing on the definitely game. Does. You'll hit like X Y B <laughs> or something like a little combo, and he'll do like six or seven moves. And he like you'll hit. He has some moves that are just these big spin moves. Yeah, there's a com yeah. there's a combination list, but that's that's different from I pressed X and he swung his sword. It's just much much faster. That's all. And and like we're I actually do see the simulator. Game. Like Braden said, like just button mash and yeah. like you'll do awesome shit. And uh, I think what's it's, awesome and what a lot of people like about Souls games is that it totally breaks that mold. It, it, well, it, you have to be responsible for the awesome things in it. It's like it's a one to one ratio. You do one thing, the character does one thing. It's not gonna it take over like and that. make you seem like a badass on its accord. Mash. You Only, have to do it. I know what you're talking about in Ninja Gaiden, and that's very few of the game. There's like combos that you can do, and there's if, a if cancel. You, if you in hit, Ninja if you Gaiden. hit the, if you your hit, dodge roll will cancel your animation for the last. And attack. also, if it's 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 more just like there's a combo of different like light attacks, heavy attacks, whatever, and then if you do certain combos with certain weapons, it'll go into an animation where he does like. A suplex at the end but of the combo. It's not out. like I just press X and then Y and then he goes off in some crazy right. like three second animation. It's like no, <laughs> the you down. have to earn that animation by getting by getting this enemy locked in. This, I'm not going to shit all combo. over Ninja Gaiden because I liked it a lot. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the main thing that was different to me is like I just feel like I have a bit more time to decide exactly what I'm doing. Actually uh, Richard made a really good point there. That was That's like another kind of micro expression of... Um, so you in Ninja Gaiden you can quickly dodge and interrupt your yeah, own you attacks. Can cancel. But in Dark Souls you can't do that. If you yeah, if you do a swing, you're committed to that swing. As my dad told me in grade seven concert band, if you're gonna be playing the symbols, the crash symbols, go big or go home. It's like commit to what you're doing or don't do it at all. Do, don't do any half wimp, wimpy attempts because that's probably worse than doing anything. Yep. It, it's worse than doing nothing to do a half wimp, wimpy attempt. Dark Souls teaches you that lesson in a, on a fundamental level of how the world works. It's almost like you didn't need a dad. Yeah, yeah, he can be your dad, just like Jordan Peterson. I did dislike too in the combat, and it might have been the guy I had, but when he he goes to hit, yeah, like it, it it's a huge axe, and he goes to swing it, and I I guess it's maybe just my preference where I like games where it's like you strike, and then as soon as I'm done that, I can throw my shield up. Like you can. Uh, you can move quicker. This one is like, yeah, you commit, you're, you're fully swinging, you completely open yourself up, yeah. and yeah. if you screw up, you, you're going to pay yeah. for it. But There's like 10 different weapons with different move sets. So you're talking about the move set, which is like the way that they move the weapon. I guess. And, and uh, like The move set totally changes the way you play Like if, you, if I had a, a smaller weapon where it'd be, it'd be a quicker strike where yeah, I can, I can, I can still throw my shield up quick and then... That option is available to you. Well... 
Whatever you, you whatever you want to compensate. Yeah, because it's still a pretty rich RPG. You get you can really craft that experience. So it's like, oh, I, w I don't I don't want to take so long to do these swings. We'll just get a faster weapon. And it's like, well, I don't want to do so many swings. I want to do less <laughs> bigger ones. It's like, oh, we'll just choose a heavier weapon. It's like, like yeah, there's a lot of different uh, different yeah, types of moves. Yeah, in Bloodborne, that you can like I I found out that like the best defense is a good offense, and I went with like a one swing attack, and it would just and you can do that in Dark Souls as well, like. You can kill a guy in one. I'll, I'll play super aggressively a lot of the time. You just need to know how to do it. Um, so I have two more Dark Souls lessons uh, before I've uh, covered this comprehensively. One of them is that if you're under a lot of pressure, one of the things that you learn is, because Dark Souls makes you panic, because you play guys like that first boss that you were playing halfway through, all of a sudden he morphs into some giant monster thing. Some Resident Evil creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's pretty, it's pretty stressful, and, uh, and it makes you panic. You die when you panic. That's like if you can um, if you can keep a calm head and and I've learned this in uh, in yeah. gambling as well. Uh, it's like, did you play Dark Souls before learning how to drive? Because like I said, this is such a generic lesson that it could just be ascribed to anything. You say that's a generic lesson, but it, but people panic all the time and do dumb things. All you you keep saying these lessons saying are so generic. Don't do these things because they're generic lessons. I'm just saying it's such a generic lesson that you could apply it to anything. I'm not saying it's not a valid lesson to learn, but you can mm -hmm. definitely like if you're on driving on the road on the highway and you see a car accident like pretty close in front of you. If you panic, you're probably going to make a worse decision, but generally you want to try and stay calm so you can make a more logical Right. So how do you how discussion. do you experience that truth by be driving before being by in a situation where the stakes are so high? I guess you got I guess you got you have to play Dark Souls to learn that. Took the words right out it's of part my of the mouth. driver's test. I got to say <laughs> yeah. I so, never once felt stressed or panicked. I, but I wasn't that invested in the game, so <laughs> I was just annoyed. So and, it wasn't. Any, I, I was it, just. I was annoyed and frustrated. I think th there was no was. more pressure on you when that monster came out versus before it came out. Um, no, not okay. really. It was. I just, just kept complaining about the monster. Yeah, I was complaining about him, so but it makes it harder to fight. It, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't like, like panicked about it. I was just sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I well, I'm not trying to ascribe I have to, that I have you to literally care. had a you panic have to, attack. You have to or have something. An, an investment into yeah. the game to actually because you. It, it would imply that you want to play it further. So if you get to this boss and suddenly he's a bit tough and you can't initially get past him, like it'll be more intense if you're more invested because you mm -hmm. want to get past him. Right. So an example of this is uh, like in Blackjack. So there's a, I don't know if you, <laughs> you, guys, you guys know Blackjack or I guess some people, can, can we I can't assume that everyone would, would know how Can Blackjack. we call it that still? Yeah. <laughs> Did Dark Souls White teach Jill. you how to play Blackjack? So Blackjack is really simple. You get cards and you want them to equal 21. So if you have like a 15, you're like, oh, give me another card. And you get a 10 and you're like, crap, now I went over 21 and I lose. So you, so you bet that you're going to get closer to 21 than the, than the dealer who's yeah. doing the same Hose thing, right? always wins. Yeah. So, Always. Um, so a strategy that you can use in blackjack is like say you bet a dollar and then you lose your dollar. So then you bet two dollars next time and you lose that. And you bet four dollars next time. So you keep doubling your bet. Eventually you'll win. Uh, and as long as you've kept doubling your, your bet, you'll come back to zero because that, that's kind of how it works. So you'll get all the money that you lost. Um, that's you sound like a gambling none addict. Of the yeah. money that's, that you lost. that's how gambling addicts think. <laughs> oh, I just totally. got to keep betting and betting. I got to make my money back. This is, this is like a widely accepted strategy in blackjack. The only reason that it wouldn't work is, is what, because the casino will put a, a, a cap on how much you can bet. So if you get up to that $500 cap and you still have one, well, now you're fucked because you're not like going to make your money for back. Rich people. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so a, fr- a friend of mine was doing this with with his mom, who's like a really emotional better and what and whatnot. And it's like you know, so she'll be so they're going up, and now wow. they're at one hundred and twenty eight dollars on their loss, and then two hundred and fifty six as you're doubling. <laughs> I know up. what you were about. To say. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 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 they're getting starting to get really into the hole here, and he's like not a panic better. He's not an unemotional better. He's like this is just this is simple math, and it will work. And his mom's freaking out. Oh no, we can't put that much in. And it's like, listen, if you don't keep doubling your bet, you, you won't get your money back. So then they do it a few more times and they're at like $500 and then they win and they're back to zero. Because just say it. Yeah, say this is say it. what you're about to say because I know it and it's killing me. So she's honest. emotional better. It's like, well, she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to steal the joke from you because I knew it. I knew it. Um, so the point, like this is, a, this is a really, it's just called it's just called a progressive betting strategy. It is not a complicated thing. It's very progressive letting a, a woman gamble. <laughs> I am... Um, I like I don't I don't play blackjack. I don't care. He told me how to like play blackjack and I was like, "Oh, I understand this strategy. It's a very simple strategy." So they got their money back? Yeah, yeah no, they got all the money back. It's like no. it's not it because you'll win as long as there's no cap on what you can bet because once you double, you get up to the cap and now you're going to start now you now you're going to lose money because you can't keep keep doing it. Eventually you're going to win because the chances are eventually you'll win at least one round. So you'll get your money back to zero. Um, Wait, what does this have to do with Dark Souls? If you are a very, lost, if you're an emotional better, or you panic because the mm-hmm. stakes start getting higher, uh, you, you know, just like she's like, oh, I'm not going to put it in, and he just clicked it for her on the online thing and made her bet it anyways, and then they and then they win, right? So it's like you start to panic, you start to lose, and it's it's again widely accepted that people who are professional gamblers, gamblers, people gamblers. who actually gamblers, Grambler. who actually make money from gambling. Uh, they're un- they're not emotional. They're just looking at statistics. They're counting cards. They're doing whatever they whatever they do. Uh, you know, there's this much probability, and and they count things out that way. They're not emotional. And Dark Souls teaches you that lesson. It's like don't get emotional about it. Don't panic even when the stakes get higher. Even like so, for example, that guy morphs into a monster. He's actually not much harder though. He just has this really terrifying right. appearance, and most of his moves are identical to before he morphed. So you just pretend it's that way, yeah. and it works pretty good. And I find constantly if I don't panic if I'm like oh I don't care about the stakes I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep running through my strategy and do it I'll, I, I win way more often and if I start panicking and being like oh I better get my uh, you know up my game or whatever that never works yeah, it's like I, I stick to your why, strategy I don't know why that doesn't come through to me in that game because I know exactly what you're talking about you and, I, and I would believe I mean, I've played. I'm going to say I've played at least three hours of Dark Souls. I would say that as far as far as these more. lessons becoming clear to me is about 200 hours of play. Um, I'm not saying it becomes fun at 200 hours. I'm just saying as far as these lessons becoming. Because I believe that that's a thing in Dark Souls, but I can't figure out why that doesn't appeal to me. Whereas the exact same concept will happen in Gungeon, especially you get to these ridiculous boss fights, which are the epitome of a bullet hell. And they are designed in that if you panic, you're just going to dodge yeah. around like a maniac. Right, yeah. And you'll just same. dodge you'll dodge one bullet into another. I think hard panicking. games have a lot of similar But I don't know why so many games that do that that I play. Did you play it with Muller in the room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Souls? I think, yes, you, do, I think you just played, hate RPGs. I've also played Bloodborne on my own. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Bloodborne didn't get you, it's not going to get you. Yeah. I That's think you just I hate RPGs. Uh, I don't hate RPGs in entirely but i will say generally i only like rpg elements as a side note uh, to like do an you like game or something harvest moon 
<laughs> I also think Goodness, that you, no, I've never even played it, but I'm just going to say no. I don't I think know that, I, don't. I don't think that you have that thing inside of you that's like, oh, I really want to see what the next world looks like, and like I really well, want to see what say, the next. Well, I will say, there's uh, like when you're playing Super Meat Boy, you're not like, oh, I want to get see what what other cool world they have. You're just like, oh, I just well, want to. I don't know. Up. I don't necessarily think cool. that that's that's true, but I will say I don't. And I know a lot of Dark Souls fans will find this crazy. I don't find that world particularly interesting. Oh, Bloodborne right. is, though. Ugh. No, they're, I think they're both... It's just a big fantasy yeah. jerk-off. Yeah, like, all all the words they use <laughs> when they're talking... It, but I mean, even... Uh, it's just fantasy jargon, like we were saying last night. Even, yeah. even on an aesthetic level, I see it, and it, the whole game just looks kind of ugly and brown. And I go to the next <laughs> next scene or whatever, and it also looks ugly and brown. I mean, I would have I would have to do a full other episode just to talk about the world and like the actual story. I've purposely avoided the story elements because I know that that's it not also, a convincing al- talking, argument to you. Talking too no. much about the appearance on a podcast might not. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to hard to illustrate. What does it, it sound like? Um, it's better on a video. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the more I learned about the story, though, it's it gets clear that it has just very like very strong themes and uh, you know interesting symbolism. It's like you know the theme of this game is about. Uh, it's like about fire, and fire is a uh, you know a representation of uh, continuing civilization, and the whole game is about you're trying to get to this fire so you can either uh, feed it more fuel to keep it going or plunge the world into an do age think, of darkness. Do you Simple. Th- do you think that perhaps the reason the Dark Souls like universe is in like complete shambles is because their currency is based on killing demons to get souls. <laughs> like, need more demons. Fuck, it's like, I'm just trying to do some grocery shopping. Uh, I gotta go kill some demons to go buy a loaf of bread? God <laughs> damn, like, no wonder the economy sucks in this world. Yeah, I'm not gonna start explaining it. I've already, you know, I already sound way too nerdy as it is. Um, the only last thing, because, yeah, because you, when you kill guys, you get souls. That's like your currency, right, as you said, or, or your experience in a traditional it's RPG. Just, you level up and buy things with it. I'm not using this as a staunch criticism. It's just a funny Idea yeah, yeah, that yeah. It's like, God damn it, I want to buy this shovel, but I got to go kill a bunch of demons. Like, can <laughs> or I just you can just you, kill people. Can I just give you $40 and buy a shovel? Like, why do I got to go kill a demon? I'm not like giving you its meat or something. Yeah. It's I, a weird currency. This is not. This, a, this would not affect my score of the game the, at all. But it's a funny currency. So you've you've talked a lot about how the Binding of Isaac has this great way of telling stories, and that there's a very small cutscene, and everything else in the game you learn the story by like picking up items yes. and very subtle things. And it's like that describes Dark Souls perfectly yeah. from a story perspective. It's like I, like you're talking about all this fantasy jargon at the beginning, and it's like I understand everything that we were talking. That's that's in that you know. There's only one. No, I'm not saying it's not complicated, but they're using all these big fancy fantasy words when like fire. They, Completely don't need to. <laughs> like they they just keep talking about fire and lords. I'd have to read the fantasy. script to describe it. Now nah, you're definitely talking it. about it. Then they got to the the town of yeah. Elvendor, which yeah. is there's the a magic there's a magic cast. Yeah, yeah words like pilgrims. It's also the third in a series. Bloodborne's a much <laughs> yeah. better jumping on point for people. Okay, but most, um, but most, I, most I of the not... story is is pretty symbolic, right? Like it's it's there's 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 a there's just somewhat a stupid of a literal... game, man. You're overanalyzing. To it. not stray <laughs> yeah. to not stray too far, uh, what you're talking about the comparison to Binding of Isaac and kind of telling the story through the gameplay and interactions with the world, whatever. I can't I can't speak anything about it if that was is true or untrue in Dark Souls. I bet it is. Uh, I just don't find that world interesting enough to get me into it. Binding of Isaac, like its its themes and story stuff, is appealing to me because it's just it's just this really dark and disturbing. And, but it's presented it in kind of a silly way too. That's yeah, like, it, it definitely. It, it's not so severe. It in the has presentation. a presentation that appeals to me. Whereas Dark Souls, like I it's just, a very severe presentation. I just I just hear about some of the initial stuff and I look at it probably similar to Braden, where it's just like a bunch of 
Sounds Sorry. like it sounds like Lord of the Rings fanfic. And yeah, like, oh, totally. Get, get out of here, <laughs> high elf of <laughs> Schmelgen Town. There's no elves in Dark Souls. I like Bloodborne because uh, you quickly realize that <laughs> we're just talking you're, about <laughs> you're fighting um, werewolves, witches. Uh, it ghosts. probably has a more. It's exactly world um, mm-hmm. like a Cthulhu. Well, yeah, you you like, show me part of Lovecraft. part of the game, and it was it, yeah, it seemed very Lovecraftian, and that seemed kind of cool. But yeah, maybe you just got to do that. Um, Alien. The last the last lesson to really? learn about Dark Souls yeah. is to not be afraid of failure, and and to oh, to bring God. into your life you you. All uh, right. You, but but no, but when I when well, I start right. when I start playing the game, it's like <laughs> okay. you know you do get really nervous about about failing on, on things. It's like oh man, I don't want to die at this boss. And eventually, you just become way more mechanical at it, and you're and you just kind of take your stabs. And that really is the way to approach yeah. success in life. Is like try not to be so emotional about it. I think about it even in songwriting. It's like. When you're a young songwriter, you're like, oh, man, this is going to be the best song ever. I'm going to make it big with this one. And then as you go along, you're like, you know, I should just write like 100 songs and then maybe I'll write something that's, that someone wants to listen to. Uh, like there's, there's a point where you become much more mechanical. The songwriting that I've done recently, like, you know, the people around me are like, yeah, this is better than anything <laughs> you've done in the past. And I'm like, well, I have felt less emotional about it the whole time. Like, I've just been trying to learn the craft and become better at it. And I think that that's a good way to approach life. Like, if everything is so severe to you, and it's just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm putting everything I have on my first attempt to start a business. It's like, dude, like, just try, like, 10 different things and try to get a little bit of success and then maybe go for the big the big venture first, right? It's like, you know what? I'm going to make Isle of Dogs first try, this Wes Anderson movie. And it's like, you know, he didn't. Like he did like mm-hmm. twenty tries before but that, he did and then do weird artsy crap that it wasn't that wouldn't pan. I don't, I don't want to use the word pander to it. Appeal to a, a more general audience. The, from the, the, the point is that Wes, if it was Wes Anderson's first movie, Isle of Dogs wouldn't have been nearly as good. Like he developed a craft over time, and it's the culmination of it's like oh well, I've done the stop motion, I've done this types of movies, and it's like I kind of put them all together and 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 make something really good and and. And Dark Souls is the only thing that can teach you that. It, it helps you to desensitize yeah. your failure. Like, that's, that's, that's the main point of it. And, and, and kind of like, we talked about, uh, you know, how there's not really checkpoints in the game. You die, you just kind of are, like, respawned. But everything, uh, everything you've done, like, as far as killing bosses or, like, you know, opening do- shortcuts and stuff, all that remains, right? Like, because the, the timeline kind of keeps going. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is like a, it's like a good uh, metaphor for your own failure. There's a little bit of a consequence, you know, and if you've done a lot more, then you'll lose more souls when you die. So there's a bigger consequence. But overall, like it, everything is very recoverable. It's and, like, really think- annoying though that you have to like not only like when you go to a boss fight, it's it's like we you know when you, you you fight a boss in Zelda, it's just like okay, that's like the new part of the game. And when you die, you just start at the boss again. It, it's yeah, but you wouldn't be able to, like so one you, of the one of the main components in the game is that you can summon guys to help you with bosses. So if you started right at the boss, you wouldn't be able to go back and summon the guys from like back at the bonfire where they're gonna put their sign down. I do hate in any game when you do I, when you have like a big challenge or boss or whatever, and then you die at it, and they make you. I gotta go all the way across the level now to get back like to him and probably minute, die. Again. It takes thirty before, yeah. seconds. Ten minute you, walk. Ten minute walk. There's yeah. there is no. And ten especially minute when walk. you know I'm, I'm using it's hyperbole. Thirty seconds. When you know shit. it's a boss that you're, like, I'm probably gonna have to die about. 10, 20 times before I figure it out. It's like, I got to do this journey every friggin' time. It's in 30 Souls seconds. games, that journey is actually an opportunity to grind out more souls to level up. Because it is still an RPG. 
there just there's a lot of different things that you can do. So you're like, okay, I want to play it this way. Well, there's 20 other ways to play it, and it's like this kind of works for all of those, and you only have to run 30 seconds. It's really not far. I'm saying I said 10 minutes as an obvious exaggeration, or I thought it was obvious. Um, <laughs> it's I not just mean 10 any, minutes, any, okay? Any time like that, like... I don't like a 10-second loading screen. I want to be... And I, I, know, I understand that sometimes it has to happen, but I want to be back in it. I don't want... Like, there's, there was another game I played recently, similar name, not similar in the slightest, called Crossing Souls. And there was this one <laughs> boss battle at the end where if I died, it started me right at the boss battle again, but I had to watch the whole cinematic Okay, that scene sucks. Again. Watching cinematics yeah, sucks. I'm saying this as an extreme case, and I couldn't skip that cutscene. So I had to watch, That's like, annoying. a full-minute cutscene of just, like, the enemy's talking like I'm. I'm gonna get you. There's a stuff like beforehand. It's like, oh my god, I know I saw this. Why? Like, make me watch it once. Sure, I, I still think that's a little rude. But <laughs> after that, I should most definitely be able to skip this. Or don't. Why do I need to watch the cutscene again? That's there's ridiculous. A, there, there's a pretty infamous. So I'm just saying, I, I use ten minutes as an exaggeration of because I just I hate that in all games. This that's not specific to Dark Souls, and it's. I won't say it's particularly egregious in Dark Souls, but I definitely don't like that walk time. Yeah, there's a there's a yeah. there's a pretty like widely known version of this uh, in Final Fantasy VII from from 1997. Okay. And the last boss has um like an attack, and this is one of those stage fighting games where you just hit like attack and you say which magic to you, and then the guy just does it like it's not, you know, it's like a J J Japanese RPG. And the guy's move takes, I think, like a full three and a half minutes to oh, execute. Geez. Like he's like summoning all the planets from the solar system to come and like right, crash yeah. into you. I think I've seen that. It takes so long and he uses it multiple times per battle and it's like and an hour and a half it. battle. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like, oh my God. So yeah, that that's... If you want a really egregious uh, version of that, or go back to an NES game like your Precious Ninja Gaiden and just rebeat the game every single time you die from the beginning, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I think the thirty-second walk is okay. Do we do we have an ad read or something? This no ad reads, I, and I've and I've made my my final oh, points. So I'm this, not going to go into the lore. This episode brought to you by Dark Souls. If you like rubbing a, a scalpel up the shaft of your penis, then you will <laughs> love Dark Souls. <laughs> yes. I. I have a huge pet peeve about people talking about how hard this game is. Like, oh, that game is so hard. And it's like, it's not good because it's hard. It's just good because you have will, to learn these I strategies. I will say, I don't think I've fun. ever heard you say that, but I have heard other people say that. I'm not and saying everyone, it's not hard. That's just not what makes it good. Uh, sure. It, it's, I have, it's hard as a byproduct. There does seem to be, like, online and just other people I talk to, like, this jerk-off fest about how hard it is when I look at it. And I play a game like Super Meatball, and, I'm, and I think this is definitely harder. Or Binding of Isaac, I'm like, this is definitely harder. I don't like this, this jerk off about how hard it is, and that's why. I, yeah. That's why I wanted to make that distinction. Yeah. The difference. I just I have a hard. huge pet peeve of people bragging about how like that they think it's a good game because it's hard, and I'm like, that's nothing could be further from the truth to me. Like I think if they made it easy, it wouldn't force you to learn the strategies, so that would take away from it. But it's hard as a byproduct of of all the things that make it good, not. Yeah, you know. I don't know. It's like, why would you want to play a yeah, game that's like this, just hard for no isn't reason? Good because it's hard, like to make. Yeah, 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 right, right. This food is so hard to make. It takes like nine hours to make, and it's just dog shit. It's, it's like, shit. but it doesn't it's taste good. Uh, <laughs> this is just referencing a joke. Uh, Asterios, uh, we had him on our podcast many uh, episodes ago for the Star Trek, Star Trek episode, Star Trek Into Darkness. He he made this bit for another podcast that was like a commercial for an upcoming new Dark Souls, a fake one that he just made. And he's like, they say that the game is so hard that the CD itself has razor blades attached <laughs> to it, so it's hard to even put the game in the system. 
but it's exactly what you're talking about. It's like people like bragging about how that it's just it's good because it's so hard. It's just like that's all they have it, to say it, about it. It drives me nuts. And like, and I know people like. So I was saying how you can summon your friends into your game uh, to help you with a boss, for example. And like, I, I have a friend of mine who just like he's so adamant about never summoning people and always beating the beating the game. So it's like, so we talked about Dark Souls three. I've probably beaten the game ten times by now, like because I play it with other people and it's a lot of fun to just run through the game. So you, and you can play the single player with other yes. people. Yeah, yeah, people. you just summon oh, okay. them into your game. So they put a sign, you can have like four people in your game just running around crushing hmm. everyone. So the That's early game experience, cheap, but... yeah, the early game experience of it being super hard is made really great when like you can just go against those same people and just slam them down into nothing. So if you want an easy mode, just summon people into your game and now it's like way easier. But the thing is other people will invade your game when you summon people. So now you have to fight other players who are usually pretty hard. So it's like, it gets crazy. It gets uh, chaotic and out of control. So I have a friend of mine who's, he's so adamant about like, don't ever, you just got to get good. That's the, that's kind of the dark souls internet meme is uh, people go online. How do I beat this boss? I tried this. And everyone's just like, just get good. And they won't help them at all. They're just dicks. Um, and it's like, so he's never done any of the New Game Plus stuff where there's a lot of extra content and he's never like summoned people into his game and he's never done any of the PVP. And it's like, like I hear guys online who've played it for a thousand hours and 900 of that was doing PVP. It's a huge portion of the game. And he's like, oh, I'm just so sick of this game. I've played it for 300 hours and like I, you know, I have, I love it and I've just played it too much. And it's like, so, but you're so adamant about doing it without summoning people that you've cut out well, a big portion of what's fun about the game. But that's, a, like that's a part of the game friends. that's not going to appeal to everyone. Like like a lot of multiplayer, like online multiplayer aspects of games don't appeal to me anymore. Like that, I don't, I can't. But the cooperative aspect, surely it's like, you know, you've, you're playing that game something I, like, I, like and you're like, the co-op is super fun. If I'm ever playing a game online, the most recent example. I'm just going to use the most recent example of a multiplayer online game I've played, which is Rocket League, and it's just it's soccer with cars with that for people. Who Super seen fun. It. Yeah, that's all. Uh, very fun. Uh, and you just get paired up against against and like you have your teammate and other teammates and it's just other random people online. And if I ever get like paired up with someone who's good and like we we just play well together on it. Uh, I don't have an appeal to continue playing with that person. Like, I don't, like, I just want to, like, they'll send me, like, a friend invite so we can party up and keep playing. I'm like, I, I don't really... I don't need to play with people I met online. Although, I'm, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm, I don't know if I can fully articulate why I don't have that appeal to multiplayer games anymore, but that's an aspect of it, of Dark Souls, if it has this PvP thing, that might not appeal to some people. Maybe they're just looking at it like, oh, this is, you know, just like a hardcore Zelda. I want to play it like that. I, right. I don't care to match up with some... You don't, need to, year old you don't need to do anything like that. It's just... Um, probably call me a racial slur of some sort. Uh, some yeah. It, no, but the cooperative <laughs> aspect is like, you know, you're just playing with someone to help you. And whatnot. I will say, though, I've, I've, I've been meeting a lot of grown men who will just send... Uh, like, people I consider to be pretty smart people just messaging people they've, that have invaded them and just being... And just, like, talking like 14-year-olds and shit-talking them. Yeah, that's because it's fun. Like, how crappy they are. That's, and I'm pro like, that's probably the real best part it's of pretty, It's pretty great. Like, I, uh, like, when I play with a, a buddy of mine, like, he'll just send me videos all the time of, like, stuff he did. He's like, oh, I got this invader so good. Like, I, I used this, uh, this spell that turned me into a statue. He walked right by me, and I got it from... And it, and it is hilarious. It sounds like nerd crap, but you just love it. It's, it's great. It's just great to appreciate that. Yeah, you kept telling me when I was in that 
the first boss fight, and and when it got harder, you gotta earn your he. You gotta earn this. You gotta earn like you were my dad trying to teach <laughs> yeah. me these life lessons. Yeah, man. None of this stuff has come as a shock yeah, to me. The You're, low the low grade Jordan Peterson. Yeah, over absolutely. Here. Uh, well, that's true. I'm definitely not like a PhD clinical psychologist. Like I'm just a guy with no education. So oh, thank you. Low that grade is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm happy to be a low grade uh, version of that. Richie, you got any gross stories before we get out of here? You look depressed mm. right now. <laughs> I'm so hungry. You look like I did last <laughs> night. So playing hungry. It. I had five hours of sleep. Five hours of sleep. You didn't go to sleep. No, I went. To, I fell asleep around 2 a.m. Oh, this is already a boring story. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I had this dream. Oh, great! More dreams. <laughs> no, no dream. Stories. No dream. Nope. Okay. Just I w- I would rather have hungry. another lion dream than play this game again. <laughs> All right. So We're playing it right after. So, so <laughs> see you guys. Or, um, praise the sun. Thanks for having me. Thanks, souls.